forgot I had some snacks that I wanted you to try. <gasps> on the air? On the air, in person, because we are on the air in person. What? Here for our special Labor Day weekend episode. Oh my god. Steven, you and I are both big fans of soda. Oh yeah. We also like snacks. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, I love snacks and soda. I believe you also like gummies? I love gummies. Steven. Oh, this is going to be interesting. This is going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had Haribo Happy Cola gummies before? I don't know about these specific ones. Mm -hmm. I I have never... I haven't had a a cola gummy in a long, long time. Decades. Mm -hmm. I was never a huge fan of them. Okay. But this bag's already half eaten, so I feel like Brent might be. And I'm excited to try these. Hey, man, to be fair, they fill this bag with like half air. Oh, okay, so you only like a quarter down. So it's like, man, what are you even doing? <laughs> I'm paying 14 cents for this, and you're going to give me half air? Oh, that's bullshit. That is bullshit, I tell you what. But <clears throat> I'm going to have you oh, me first. try some of these. Yes, because I've already had some. I tried these, and I was like, oh, I need Steven's opinion on this. Oh, man, I really like the shape of that, though. That feels it's, good in your fingers. It's a little bottle. A little bottle. The, the top of it is clear. Mm-hmm. The bottom part looks like sewage. Um <laughs> Yeah, I thought you mentioned it. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say cola. Oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. That Okay, you know what? This makes, makes sense it. now. <laughs> and it's like a cola bottle. Do you understand that? It's, yeah, Do I'm you know what you're together. eating? I, I yeah. thought it was like a fucked mm-hmm. up looking bear. Yeah. And they didn't do it right. It smells almost like licorice-y. To my, really? Yeah. Okay. I, so the taste isn't there. Okay. That yeah. was going to throw me off a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to have you try it. I got to eat the whole thing, though. I can't just do clear and, and sewage, right? You got to do the whole you thing. got the whole thing together. Yeah. You got to whole bite it. Okay, you're <laughs> filleting it is not going to. Brent, I thought that's what you wanted me to do. <laughs> you said try it. This is how I eat my food. <laughs> Let me go get my hot dogs. Hmm. Okay. So my thought on this was, boy, these gummies do not want to be chewed. Okay. It's some tough ass gummy. I wondered if it was like the bag was open. Uh huh. It's been through an airport. No. I didn't know if you were like, you know, they're really chewy though. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is a good sound for they... the show. Yeah, if you have misophonia, we're sorry. Mm-hmm. But it was necessary for this podcast. You're going to keep talking because I'm going to shoot this okay. for like the next five minutes. <laughs> it, uh, I didn't pick up a whole lot of like cola flavor mm-hmm. to me, but I don't know if you would have a different experience. Like To me, it just tastes like like translucent gummy. That's mm-hmm. kind of what it, mm-hmm. the sense I was getting from it. But, Still going. Yep. <laughs> Stephen didn't have a mouthful of gummies. This is like one it's single one gummy. gummy. So it's just like it takes forever mm-hmm. to chew, I believe. And uh, I made the mistake when I first got them. I took a handful of them, threw them back because <laughs> oh I didn't realize how tough they were. And then I like chewed for the next 12 decades. My jaw is so strong. So strong. I would imagine that would really give you a workout. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Wow, I can't imagine eating more than one of those at a time. It's, yeah, my jaw is tired just from watching YouTube. <laughs> well, first off, I'm going to say yesterday we had a conversation about gummy bears that mm-hmm. I really like, Black Forest. I'm, yeah. not a, I'm not much of a Haribo guy in general. Right. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if there are other cola gummies out the, in the world mm-hmm. that might be a better, you know, consistency of mm-hmm. the gummy. Yeah. But um, the flavor is weird. It's almost like... I. I I'm tempted another time, not on the podcast right now, mm-hmm. but another time to bite them in half. Did you try the sewage versus the clear separately ever? I did not. No, I just assumed okay. it was like full on same flavor. Probably just colored you know? like mm-hmm. differently. Yeah. So in my head, almost probably because I thought they're, 
you know, I, in my head, I knew there was like a, a middle point where they separated. Mm-hmm. I got a little cola flavor, but sometimes I felt like I almost had like a Sprite flavor hmm. as well. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't see why they would actually do that to either change that. But in my head, it's just weird. It's not very, mm-hmm. it's not strong cola for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know that I would buy those. I don't know if you would buy them again. That's a question. Uh, my wife brought these home to me. What? Uh, she was doing a service to her community, which mm-hmm. is me. Uh, she knows I love That is gummies. very sweet. So I thought, well, uh, how could these go wrong? It's mm-hmm. cola. Love it. It's gummy. Love it. Bears. It's like, you know, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. These, there is a bear I, I on the cover, right? There is a bear. He's got a, a sideways bow bear. tie, though. Like, I'm nope. not sure what I think about that. No one has coached this bear on how to wear a bow tie. Like, tying mm-hmm. a bow tie seems so difficult to me. Stupid difficult. It's like you have to have your neck measured to, like, get the ends to fit properly. Mm-hmm. Like, with a regular necktie, you can, like, hide the extra amount, like, behind that totally that big one. Yeah. But this, it has to be, like, the little, like, lapel things or whatever have to be, like, it's all equidistant. Mm-hmm. And this bear has managed to tie this tie. However, it's, he's wearing it to the side, which seems wildly inconvenient, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Um, I mean, but if he's just trying to feel sassy, I'm okay with that. I don't know. Or maybe, like, his his chin is so deep that mm-hmm. it gets in the way, and he's like, man, it would be way easier if I just had this on the side. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, God, I look sharp. <laughs> you know? You don't know. <laughs> yeah. You don't know that bear's life. You don't know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to put him in a corner. Mm-hmm. I also want to point out, though, and this is one of my pet peeves of gummy candy, mm-hmm. is uh, gummy with a Y versus gummy with an I. Which this one does in the eye. Oh, there. that's I'm not a huge fan one. of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's like a hard gummy. Maybe eye gummy. You know, I could see that where it's like, yeah, this is um, it's gummy. Wink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can ingest this. Wink. Yeah, it's not for laying down on the tarmac of a <laughs> yeah. of an airplane, uh, airport or whatever. Um, I've, yeah, maybe that's you know, the difference. I wonder, because sometimes I, I honestly, if, if there were two packages of like sour gummy worms, one with a Y, one with an I next to each other, I'd pick the one with a Y. Yeah. Over just, that. just on principle. Just on alone. principle, exactly. Because yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's bizarre. Like yeah. I tried to type gummy into my phone with an I, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, you must mean this other thing that's actually a word. Yes. Inedible. And, and you're like... like Although, there was that show, The Gummy Bears. Mm -hmm. Isn't that with an I? Oh, my God. Now I'm wondering about that. Let me look. I know. Very exciting. Bears. Um, (gasps) Brent. Hello? Made in Germany. Oh, my God. Andy? (laughs) Perhaps a greater crime than the story of the Golden Glove? Oh, I like this, though. There's a little Golden Glove. Brent. On the package, not even a lot. Oh my god, it's all connected. There's a golden glove right below where it says Holy made shit. in Germany, and it says a serving is a little handful, in this case, approximately eight pieces, which I believe you tried to do. Oh my god. All at once. That is, yeah, this is, this is why. We have There's so much this, going on. We have on. shattered this case <laughs> wide open. That's amazing. We will post this to our social media. This is. Man, that's really exciting. Yeah. Um, Did you find, was it the Adventures of the Gummy Bears, something like that? Yeah. I used to yeah. love that show. With an eye. With an eye. I had no idea. What the fuck? This is, that really kind of throws me off, because I liked that show. Man, this is, wow. It was, I, I was to that too young and, to, and dumb to be able to know how to properly spell at that point. Uh-huh. I believe I was in preschool when that came out. Oh, yeah. Um, this is, wow. Yeah, it means I thought this was going to be a fun things. show. Here we are in person together. <laughs> and, uh... 
Now it's going tits up like this. Uh, I don't know what to do about Damn. that. Wow. Wow. But I think it opens up a lot of questions, which is really what our show is all about. Mm-hmm. You know, we just want to make people think. Yeah. Or, yeah. Was that? It's a thinking person's podcast. It, you could say that, yeah. right? Oftentimes it's like, why am I still listening to this? Mm-hmm. How easy is it to unsubscribe? That's the thoughts we want to have. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. How do I listen to this faster? I feel like, by the way, on that note, if I did go back and listen to specifically Erie International, I would, at this point, I feel like out of respect, I would listen to it at one speed. Mm-hmm. But I officially recommend for our show that people do not do that. Yeah. And if they want to, that's fine. But I'd say 1.5, two if you're feeling micro machines. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Just get through it. Because um, I feel like there's a lot of pauses and ums that I do, mm-hmm. you know, and I want to make make it through that. Yeah, you want to just like try to get to that finish line, basically. Yeah, I'm just edging towards that finish line. <laughs> yeah. Listen to this podcast, <laughs> and it's a lot of edging. Yeah, you know, last episode was like two over two and a half hours. You know, uh, I will say that the new episode of Erie International came out this morning, mm-hmm. and I was listening to it as I was getting ready this morning. Uh huh, and. David Hopkins was not on that episode. Oh, okay. Just Dave and Andy. Sure. Um, and I was still listening at one and a half time speed mm-hmm. because I won't go back to normal. Oh wow! Because you I can't can avoid. I just thought you'd be like it'd be like talking like molasses. Yes. Like they're talking with these gummies in their mouth. Exactly. And that's the problem. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but like because it was just two of them instead of three, it uh-huh. means that Andy had to speak more. So I was listening to more Andy at a quicker speed. Oh my god. He's going to hate you so much. I mean, you know, to be fair, his country has done this to us with these... With these happy colas. Gum eyes. Happy cola. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This gum eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I'm not sure how I feel about gum eyes. That's, gum eyes. That's a way to say it. I like it because I really differentiate it mm-hmm. without being able to read it. Yeah. Because Brent can't read. So. No, I, don't, I refuse. Yeah. No. That's just... <laughs> Even the back of this package. Yeah. I, you had to read it to me. I did bring this all the way from Oklahoma to be able to find that. Amazing. Well, with all of this said, do you uh, do you want to go ahead and get into it? You think that's good? I think so. Yeah. All right. Well, we're doing it. I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. Hi. Wow. Brent, you're here in Houston. In person. Are you here? The H has invaded. The H. Oh, man. My, la- my last name is Hibbard. And then Houston. Houston. Here. Oh, Houston. Yeah, I was just saying gotcha. here. H-Town. H-Town. Mm-hmm. H-Town, what up? Known for Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Megan the Stallion, Stephen Fisher, yeah, the <laughs> the trifecta, <laughs> the three of us, um, yeah. So you know we're finally doing it together. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take that back. Um, we're finally inside each other. Wait, mm-hmm. no, I want to take that back. Mm-hmm. You're finally here. We haven't uh-huh. seen each other. We we realized the last time we saw each other was uh, November 2019. Yes, I believe. Been a long, long time. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. You could say. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, it's fun to be across from an actual human being and not just a, you know, virtual simulation of you that I don't even know is real. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I disagree, but uh, I prefer the screen. You're like, the breath is bad. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have a poor sense of smell, so that's not even an oh, issue. That is good. It's just, you know, mm-hmm. um, having... The, I'm used to having a delay on the dumb things I oh, say. right. And I can like anticipate like, well, this isn't going to go well. <laughs> You know, I have to see it live and in person. Uh-huh. An immediate reaction. It's, like, it's hard. I do it's not like this. Yeah, it's difficult. That is true. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to make it fun. So 
we're all gonna have a good time it's gonna be fun everyone have fun everyone have their fun pants on Mm. Mm. tuck them in i thought we were doing no pants tuck your pants into pants what Mm -hmm. two pants two pants too furious oh man Mm -hmm. two pants too furious (laughs) (laughs) well uh we we have a main topic that we've been meaning to get to for years now Mm -hmm. uh, that i'm very excited about but um Back in, in yeah. year one, we had a, a Google Doc that was like ideas for the podcast. And one of the first things that you had added on there was talking about the movie we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Why do we avoid the title of these, by the way? When we I don't know. Because it's, it's in the title it's, of the show, right? Uh-huh. That's right. Or at least definitely in the descriptions. Because I feel like us saying the title of whatever we're <laughs> watching really is going to summon it. <laughs> we're just going to immediately talk about it. That's true. But yeah. <clears throat> But Who Framed Roger Rabbit? That's that's something you had on the docs from year so one. So long ago. Yeah. Yeah. And it just seemed perfect for us. Yeah. You know? And we knew we'd get to it eventually. Mm-hmm. Or we wouldn't because we'd give up on the show. Sure. Those were your two options. We don't know why it's still going. Yeah, we don't. I tried to give up. Brett kept going. Mm-hmm. Then Brett tried to give up. I kept going. Mm-hmm. And now here we are. And neither of us wants to do this. But mm-hmm. the other one thinks the other one does. And then we both, I think, want mm-hmm. to do it at this point. I think it's really a lot of fun. Yeah. It's it's fun. Uh, we're having a good time. We're talking our pants into pants. <sighs> I love it. It's wait, we have fun. Did you ever have we talked about this before? When you were younger, I never did this. But did you like roll your pants? Did you like cuff them? I can't. I don't know. Huh? I never did that. No. I think the only time I did that was when I was younger, when my pants were just like simply too long. Mm-hmm. So I had to roll them up once, and you had like oh, yeah. the seam of your pant leg like facing directly up. Mm-hmm. And uh, these are your jinkos. <laughs> Steven was way too poor for Jinkos. I believe I had like Pacos, which was like a cheaper knockoff version of Jinkos. Pacos yeah. works on many levels though, because they uh-huh. have lots of pockets. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Pacos. Yeah. I was brown, uh, but you know. Well, it's like, I wouldn't yeah, want to say it, but I was yeah. Targeted. Yeah. In your tiny town. Yeah. <laughs> no clue. But man, well, so yeah, you. I'm probably a ghost. <laughs> what is that? And why did it spring was. out? Wow. There's like a uh, an orange hose of some sorts. Uh, and this what this room is like that I'm in is it's in my in-laws' house. It is filled with junk from our house and their house. Mm-hmm. It is just where we threw all of our shit whenever we moved in here after the fire. Yeah. And I don't know what that was, but I do believe a ghost is here currently. That's, that seems reasonable. And it's probably mad we didn't bring up a chair. There is uh-huh. room for one. We did, just didn't put it there. Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping this is like the Ghostbusters scene with uh, the pants. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he <laughs> The one that they don't show on TV. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, amazing. That was fun and, and disruptive. And I don't know where else I was going before that, but um, maybe there was a thread that almost started that we won't get to. Who knows? Yeah, I don't remember what it was either. And we can't I, go back. I just saw this like orange hose spring forth. I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> What's happening? And it's not a double-headed dildo. No. Because we don't have those in the boxes here. <laughs> no, you just have them displayed. <laughs> yeah. You know, like some... It's like a glass case. Yeah, like some uh, single guys... With a lot of money, they have like uh, katanas, like oh, yeah. on mm-hmm. these racks oh, in their man. homes, and uh, this is just like double-headed dildos everywhere. <laughs> just like, oh, you had made some mixed drinks yesterday. I was like, can I get a stir stick and you just mm-hmm. reach for a double-headed dildo? They're like, everywhere. There hey, we'll do both of our drinks at the same time. How about that? Yeah, you can just split yeah. them and then go mm-hmm. turn into a little like uh, cartoon magnet shape. 
Yes. Or mm. horseshoe shape. That's the common terminology that's used. I liked it, though. I was totally mm. like, yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about. Look, we just watched a movie with a cartoon magnet. There you I, go. Am I not supposed to acknowledge it? Yeah, you can't. Well, you have to. Yeah. Yeah. You can't not. There we go. Yeah, yeah it's two. Mm-hmm. Double negative. I do like, in my head with that, I was like, if I need a display case for these double-headed dildos, then mm-hmm. it's like, I would take it to the store and like, take the katanas off and be like, I need to check this for something else. <laughs> yeah. Does it support the weight, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. The length of the, the holder itself, mm-hmm. you know, versus the length of the dildo. Mm-hmm. Where are we falling on that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, maybe someday you and I could go together to like a thrift store. Yeah, that seems... Yeah, that seems Try to get some more for your house. Yeah. You know, because you seem to really like the ones I have, the displays. You're like taking the katana blade off and the salesman's like, oh, are you buying this? Like, no, I'm just going to set this here. You put your dildo on there. It's like, I just got to check the girth. Just want to make sure the girth. It's like a girthy hold. I don't Mm -hmm. want it rolling back and forth a lot. Totally. Don't want that. Earthquakes. Am I right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, hurricanes too. I mean, that's one thing I deal with, you know. Mm -hmm. Tornadoes for you. People don't understand. safe. People think, oh, wow, this guy just has a collection of double-headed dildos. Mm -hmm. You're like, yeah, but the upkeep? Yeah. It's a lot. It's a cylinder, essentially. You have to clean all sides of it all the time. (laughs) There's going to get dust everywhere. Yeah, it's crazy. You're rolling around, you're going to get dust everywhere. That's why you have display cases, though. And if you have that glass enclosure, you know, which Mm -hmm. is really nice to have. Yeah. You get to cover them up and just everybody can, you know, come over and, and just marvel at them. It's kind of like at corporate offices, how they have those glass cases that you have to have a key to mm-hmm. get into, like, the thermostat yes. box. You're like, yeah, yes. this is cool. Do you have this technology for uh, <laughs> long shafts, let's say? Yeah, I wonder mm-hmm. if they do, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe this is a new market. You know, right now I'm retrofitting things, but maybe we need to make something specific for this. Like, if you can find your, your niche, mm-hmm. you make that money. Oh man, you know? mm-hmm. that's that's the goal right now. I think that's how how things are going. You know, yeah. You find your pocket in the world, yeah, and you shove a dildo in it. Yeah, shove that dildo in that hot pocket. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Was that pepperoni? Oh no! Oh, it's totally different. <laughs> different than what I thought. Well, so yeah, we will be talking about who framed Roger Rabbit after all of these years. Mm-hmm. I was very excited to see it with you in person. That was a lot of fun. Um, yes. Right? Because we yes. haven't seen the movie together in a long time, too. Mm-hmm. And it's a whole different experience. So, yeah. Um, But yeah, so do you have anything else you wanted to discuss? You know, kind of a pop culture catch-up or... I do. I've got one... Sort of thing. One big thing oh, man. to discuss. I think you've got something as well. Yeah, I got at least one, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Steven, I have seen... Shang-Chi. <gasps> the, you didn't tell me. I know. I was waiting you for this very moment. Bitch. I was waiting for the oh very moment. Oh, my God. I went out to a theater. Mm-hmm. Definitely got COVID. Um, mm. and I was, no. No, I did not. <laughs> uh, but uh, my friend, Ross, who's guest uh-huh. hosted on the show, uh, he and I went to go see this movie. Both big Marvel fans. Totally. MCU fans in particular. Oh, I'm so jelly. So we go see this movie. We saw it on Thursday night because yeah. I knew it was going to be traveling wouldn't have time to see it over this weekend. Yep. And I, uh, um, after the movie was over, we were walking out, and he goes, what do you think? You know, that uh, mm-hmm. the conversation you would have when uh, you would go to the theater and... Pers- do you remember With another person? Reality? Oh, it's crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, so he asked how, or what I thought of it as you're walking out, and I said, man, I really wish I liked it more. <gasps> really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's upsetting. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. Like, I, I don't know... 
Uh, the online reaction to mm-hmm. it has been great. People seem to love totally. it. Totally. And I saw this like preview night, so I didn't mm-hmm. have like a whole bunch of hype built up around it for me to like see it later in a weekend. Totally. And, you know? So I just I don't know. There's like I was so disconnected from it. Mm-hmm. I felt like I don't really know who that character is still. Mm. Like mm-hmm. I've read some comics with Shang-Chi in it before, but uh I, I, he's not as popular as, um, you Hawkeye. know, as, as, no. honestly, he's not, <laughs> he's not, but, um, he's another one I hadn't really heard of until the movie Yeah, for me, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just didn't, I didn't really think like his personality was like that outstanding, not anything like mm-hmm. against the actor. I think Simu Liu did like a good job with like what he was given, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, the, the villain of the movie is his dad, mm-hmm. who just looks like a regular-ass person. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. Um, like, there's some, like, cool visuals in the movie in the second half of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, really, what it comes down to just, like, a plain-ass-looking dude fighting another plain-ass-looking <laughs> dude, you know? Which is fine in... I don't know. They they do try to go like super fantastical with it, uh-huh. and I wonder if maybe they kept it grounded in like a first movie. Then in the second movie, you dovetail more into like Chinese like lore. Mm-hmm. Then that would like open things up a bit. But at the end of the day, this is just like a guy fighting another guy who kind of looks like him, but just like a few <laughs> years older. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Aquafina is great in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a lot of fun. Not she's as funny fun, right? as, like, some of her other stuff, but mm-hmm. she's, like, you can tell she's, like, doing her work. Yeah. You know? Um, but, and I thought, like, some of the visuals, like the, the CGI, mm-hmm. kind of looked, it didn't have that extra oomph that I expect from mm-hmm. some Marvel stuff. Like, right sometimes, like, there's a, there's a lot of times <laughs> where you and I have talked about the DCEU mm-hmm. and... <clears throat> the backgrounds being like CGI. You could tell they're on a green screen set or whatever. Totally. And like, I did that. Yeah. Oh man. Like we've got to keep it real. Yeah. There's like a lot of times where you're like, you can't like see an outline necessarily, but it just looks off. Mm-hmm. You can tell they're not like in that space or whatever. Yeah. And man, I, I really wanted to, to like it more. There's uh, like the costumes they wear look like costumes instead mm-hmm. of something from, that they they found in the real world that they're like mm-hmm. wearing, it looked uh, a little uh, CW superhero esque to me, which is you know, I know people like some of those shows. I liked yeah, some of those shows. It's but a different yeah level. There's there's the point where um, the costume that Shang Chi wears like on the poster is like a red mm-hmm. tunic or whatever. Uh, he and another character receive these tunics, and I'm like, oh, so when they change into this. From their like street oh, clothes yeah. into this, it's gonna be, it's going down for real, as mm-hmm. Florida said, the the poet laureate Florida. Mm-hmm, sure, um, but eventually he just he just like shows up in the next scene. And it's like on. It's like hey, <laughs> here we go. I was like, oh, I thought this Is was gonna it? be a whole like That's accepting it. of this responsibility and mantle. Mm-hmm. And he's just like no. like in Three Ninjas. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah Tum Tum <laughs> shows up. Oh fuck, it's going down for real. But um, yeah, I. I really wanted to like it more than mm-hmm. I did. Um, there's, I don't think the the humor is as funny as it's just everything it wanted didn't to pop be. Then, yeah, right. 
I thought some of the martial arts stuff was cool, but it didn't, it wasn't as spectacular as I thought mm-hmm. something like that should or could be. Sure. Um, but I will say, Morris is the shit. You'll know when you see the movie. Okay. Remember, Morris is okay. the shit. Right on. Um, and there's a, a mid credit scene, post credit scene. Mm. Were those fun? Do they, you know, set up some things that'll be uh, interesting the, to explore? Yes, both of them set up stuff for the future. Mm-hmm. I would imagine. Um, the middle or the uh, mid credit scene is um, the uh, probably the more spectacular one. Mm-hmm. The end credit scene is more insular for the story that was told, mm-hmm. but it's all uh, stuff for the future. Yeah, which is good. Right on. Um, but yeah, man, I wish I, I liked it more. Maybe other people's experiences will mm-hmm. differ a bit when you watch it. I know. I'm really excited. I mean, I have been, but now yeah. I'm even more intrigued. Yeah. To be like, what am I going to think, you know? Yeah. I'm not. <clears throat> now, if Shang-Chi shows up in like Doctor Strange 2 or whatever, that would be exciting just because, you know, it's fun to see the characters crossover. That's like yeah, yeah. kind of the novelty of it is still there. But uh, yeah, I just I, I just got to keep it. Keep him 100. <clears throat> what about Ross? What was his view on it? Oh, we didn't talk. I, did, I just like oh, talk for a long time. I don't, I don't care oh. what he said. No, <laughs> no he, he felt similar. Um, yeah. And we talked about it out in the parking lot afterward. And we were both kind of... It's like when I first saw uh, Thor of the Dark World, I was like, Ooh. oh, I kind of... Mm-hmm. Oh, I wanted to like this more. But I don't have like ill feelings toward the MCU. Like, oh, now it's ruined going forward. Like, sure. I, I enjoyed Black Widow. And I'm looking forward to the Eternals. We still have mm-hmm. Spider-Man three. That's, that's crazy. Coming up, you know, it's like There's I feel so much in the last half of this year. Yeah, still coming. Yeah. Even if I didn't enjoy this movie, I feel like the MCU still has like so much cred mm-hmm. from what has come before that I'm like, well, this was like a blip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanos, you've done it again. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, future movies, and I would I would watch a sequel. I would just hope they would like zhush it up a little bit more Mm -hmm. you know and maybe they will sometimes the sequels you know go bigger yeah better like Captain America's yeah you know like even though I like the first one a lot like the Mm -hmm. second one is like fucking good movie you know yeah so and that's that was one of the things I said to Ross is like there's a difference in like the fighting from the uh, Captain America the first Avenger to the Winter Soldier Mm -hmm. where I feel like they really stepped up how someone fights hand to hand Mm -hmm. in the Winter Soldier like, when Cap punches someone, it has, like, a solid impact. Yeah. And I wanted some of that for Shang-Chi, but it didn't... I don't really feel like it did. The punches didn't quite land. One could say hmm. the thing you just said. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. One could say. <laughs> but, man, yeah, I, I wish I liked it more. Mm-hmm. I I think it's, like, okay. Yeah. I would say temper your expectations or maybe that might some help our, you know? yeah maybe yeah. some of our listeners have seen it and they enjoyed it and they're just Man. screaming at you like you dumbass hey wouldn't be the first time Fuck won't yeah. be the last <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah overall like it it was uh it was kind of just okay right it was, on, it was right like on, on the, the bottom end like i would compare it to for me to mm-hmm. like the ant-man movies and i don't mm-hmm. know if it's just like oh it's a san francisco-based superhero oh there you go guess what brent Probably not for you, bud. It's not a San Francisco treat for Brent. It's this movie is not the rice aroni <laughs> I was promised. <laughs> and Ant Man is the size of a grain of rice. He is the size of grain. Interesting. He's, he have a, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. I couldn't say any of those words you just said. 
And you're yeah, only drinking yeah. coffee this morning. I'm, you know, I'm doing my best. I didn't even booze it up, you know? Yeah. Not yet. But, wait. Well, you did go downstairs when I wasn't looking. Maybe you did put some of the coffee. Did I get some vodka? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Give <laughs> me a keys. You're like, all I could find was wine. I just mixed it together. Mmm. Mmm, coffee wine. Ooh, it's tasty. <laughs> you wouldn't think it would be, but it is. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I am looking forward to seeing it again. Uh, or not again. I'm looking forward to seeing that movie at some point. Yeah. Um, that doesn't really like sway me at all. You know, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, point yeah. on it. Obviously, yeah. I think uh, everybody can have their own viewpoints on it too. But um, yeah, for sure. I had heard mostly, I, I think universally actually, like positive reviews online mm-hmm. um, from people. And more than anything, it's, um, you see, it's Simu Lu. Is that the guy's name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he sh- he's been showing up on my Twitter feed a lot. And. He's he, been marketing to you specifically. Specifically, yeah. He just seems like such a good person. Yes. And he's so humble and excited about mm-hmm. him getting this. Like he went to his hometown and they had like a welcome home, mm-hmm. Shang Chi, yeah, uh, like poster, like a huge banner or whatever for him. And he was like just so happy mm-hmm. that he's like even a part of this at all. And it just seems so nice. And yeah. I've been like, that's really what I've been focusing on because it's kind of like I knew it was coming out and everything, but it's like we've talked about like where it's just like. Things might come out. I don't trust it until they do come out. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like I've tempered my expectations for everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just kind of waiting or whatever. But um, yeah, eventually I will see it and then uh, we'll compare notes. See mm-hmm. what I think. But um, like Black Widow, I thought about it again the other day. And I was like, I liked it. Mm-hmm. But I kind of even forgot I even watched it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like. Yeah, it, it's difficult. Yeah. And it was weird because it was like a Disney Plus thing instead mm-hmm. and, and all that, which I, I like that they've been doing those and I would wish they would do it with Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like uh, I don't know. I'm an, I still am in this weird mindset of all of it. I guess where yeah. the shows kind of stick with me more. I would say, um, mm-hmm. and they're longer. Obviously, there's more to it, and there's like week to week and stuff. But I'm I'm very excited for the Eternals. I'm very excited for Spider Man Three. Um, mm-hmm. That's probably my most excited. And then we'll see how they all play out. But right now, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'll get to it. You know, yeah, I'll see what I get there. So. Yeah, I know. Um, all right. So I watched uh, recently. I had talked about reading the books Jurassic Park and the Lost World Jurassic mm-hmm. Park and then watched those movies and I hadn't seen the second movie in a long time and it didn't it wasn't great to me yeah but uh they all ended up showing up I had had to rent that one and then they all ended up showing up on HBO Max as the trilogy or whatever yeah yeah and so I was like all right well I can finally watch Jurassic Park 3 mm-hmm. so I watched it and um it has a lot of good people in it uh, we were discussing yeah. this a little yesterday. You know, it brought Sam Neill back, which was, like, really the best part of it, I think, for me. Yeah. You know? Like, I had told you, like, I like Ian Malcolm, but he out of the three of those characters, he was my least favorite, probably, like, from Jurassic mm-hmm. Park. So whenever neither of the other two are in Jurassic Park 2, I was, like, kind of let down when I first saw it. Yeah. And the book is that way, too, but I like the book better in that way because they really go into like the science of why he's doing like involved in it still or whatever. And like, he's like researching stuff and it made some sense, but this movie bringing back Sam Neill as Alan Grant was like so much better. Like even just watching him as Alan Grant alone was like so great again. And it made me really excited that he, and what's his character's mm-hmm. first name? Alan. Like, <clears throat> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We always talk about that. Sam, you always like a raptor. <laughs> You always tell me about that scene, and I, I had seen a clip, and then in the movie, like it makes sense in, in the, the movie. Context, it's not too yeah. bad, yeah, yeah, honestly. But yeah, they and it, it's funny because I told you like the way that some of the stories go in this, it's like a different mythology than I really wanted from Jurassic Park, I guess. But I'm mm-hmm. accepting it more, like how they've gone into Jurassic World. 
but it because of all the weird cloning stuff and making up new dinosaurs, it actually kind of fits that one of them would eventually talk. Like, I would love if this new Jurassic World Dominion, I think it's, is it still called that? I think so, yeah. I would love if at the end of it, it was like a Caesar moment from Planet of the Apes. <laughs> yeah. And like a raptor like grabs somebody's like baton trying to hit them and they're like, no, you know, like I would actually really love that. Yeah. Um, so it would be, I don't know. It would just be so fucking wild. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, there's like a dream sequence where Alan, you know, sees a raptor next to him on the plane and he's like, Alan, and it is, mm-hmm. it is pretty funny. But, uh, in the context of the movie, it wasn't as bad as I expected. Well, isn't Sam Neill coming back for Dominion? Like, yeah. Most of the, the, yeah, I think all right? three of the, the main of those people, mm-hmm. uh, the scientists, whatever are coming back. Um, I can't, I keep forgetting Ellie's name, like her actual actress name. And that uh, Laura crazy. Dern. Laura Dern. God, because mm-hmm. I love her so much. Yeah. Just threw me off for a second. But um, yeah, and she's in Jurassic Park 3, mm-hmm. uh, briefly. Um, like the book, they don't get together. She gets married and she has like a kid. And so he like visits her real quick in the movie. Uh, yeah. So you do get to see her, which was kind of nice. But mm-hmm. And she, I not to spoil, I don't know if anybody cares for Jurassic Park 3, but um, like she kind of plays a part, whatever, like he calls her later or whatever. So she has yeah. like a part to play. But it's still, like, small. She's not with him on the island. But, you know, it's got, like, William H. Macy and Taylor Leone, um, who are also, like... I, I like Taylor Leone a lot, but, like, William H. Macy is just an amazing actor. And mm-hmm. this is kind of silly and stuff uh, that he... All of this movie is kind of silly. But it's funny because it's directed by Joe Johnston, so it's the first of the Jurassic Parks that deviated from Spielberg. Mm-hmm. And I like Joe Johnston. We were talking about him. He did uh, The Rocketeer, which I really fucking love. Never seen it. I need I, to. Yeah. Yeah, I need Ugh. to watch it, yeah. And then he did Captain America, uh, First Avenger Captain America, Yeah, and which I really like uh, mm-hmm. a whole lot. And it reminds me of The Rocketeer, and it's like the same kind of era, and I think he really works for that. But mm-hmm. this one was a little off. It just didn't have... Like I said, like even Jurassic World, which I like a lot, didn't quite fulfill like the magic of the first movie. There's just something about seeing dinosaurs for the first time and then yeah. such good special effects. Mm-hmm. These as well, like like the Lost World, I thought the effects were kind of like spotty, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it came out in 2001, I think. So yeah, 20 years ago. That's crazy. Um, and I mean, they have some cool, like we talked about, like it has a Spinosaurus in it that fights a T-Rex. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Like, it has mm-hmm. neat things in it, but... Um, I honestly thinking about it like the last few days to like, bring it up on the podcast. I had to be like, did I f- did I finish it? Because <laughs> I watched it in so yeah. many chunks, mm-hmm. and I was like, I honestly can't tell you how it like finishes up. Um, oh, I can. Yeah, I, I remember like being <laughs> scarred by the, the ending. I was just like so disappointed because they uh-huh. like they run to the end of the beach or whatever, and then like the military oh, shows up, yeah. and then the movie just ends. It's a really quick one. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is. I guess kind of nitpicky because I don't remember how Jurassic Park two ends, but I know the first one, it's a uh, a, a bit of a uh, Deus Ex Machina mm-hmm. where the the two raptors are mm-hmm. like have them cornered and then the T Rex shows up and then they just fight their own thing and then the yep. humans can escape. So this is like similar to that, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It's just like. We don't even get to see the military like fight the dinosaurs, and honestly, oh, wow. if I'm being like, if I'm being honest, mm-hmm. I just want to see the dinosaurs beat the military. Yeah, right. Just for, yeah, it'd be fun, and that would lead into like yeah. Jurassic World, where they're like, we're training these for the military. You see, like a dinosaur like <laughs> turn around and then like cock a gun. Oh, there you go. And then every time they just go, Alan, Alan. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like Alan's their daddy. Yeah. 
Who's your daddy? What does he do? Alan. That he's a paleontologist. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't like kids, but hangs around them a lot. Just yeah. often. Very yeah. often. But yeah, that would weird. be fun, like, if in Dominion, like... Um, oh, man. Uh, like, Just Alan Grant, wild. he is going to, like, bludgeon a raptor yeah. to death. Yes. And then, like, bef- like he raises the little pipe wrench up in the air. And before he does it, the, the raptor looks at him and goes, Alan. <laughs> Papa. <laughs> like, fucking 11. <laughs> He's an Eggo waffle. <laughs> like, whatever. It's a universal movie. No one cares. What I love, too, because it's they're bringing back Colin Trevorrow for this one. Like, yeah. he took off for Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom? Is that what it is? Uh, that, yeah. I always try to forget about it. Mm-hmm. Which went so fucking weird off the rails. But mm-hmm. then Colin Trevorrow had done the Book of Henry that I've told you about. That's yeah. just also fucking bonkers. And I'm like, I'm almost like because of that second movie I hated so much. And the first one was like for the Jurassic World I liked a lot. At this point, I'm just kind of like lost on the whole series. And I'm like, it would be wild if he really went just fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And they let him do it. Like the dinosaurs are out in the world. Yeah, let's get crazy with it. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. um, I would really just kind of like, like maybe they're gonna fight. Like maybe they were trying to train him for the military, and they're like, they're gonna take up arms. The dinosaurs are gonna take up arms. You don't <laughs> know. They're smart. They can open doors. We know some of them can open oh, doors. Oh man, there's nothing they can't do. It'll be like the aliens of the franchise. Yeah, you know, they'll bring in the marines, mm-hmm. the dinosaur marines. Yeah. Oh. I'm but loving this the more we're talking about it. They're, they're like introducing the Marines. They're going like through a roll call type thing. And then they're like, and then in here we have the the head. They open this like locker door. Yeah. And it's like a fucking velociraptor like doing bench presses. Yeah. Like, hey, what's up? My name's Karen. <laughs> Ties a bandana. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah. I think yeah. we're coming up with a really good sequel here. Mm-hmm. And they, I hope they follow our advice. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know how it could possibly go wrong. I know. Like, after the <laughs> Jurassic World sequel, like, mm-hmm. they got a little clone girl. Like, come on. It's all Can't so get worse, weird. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, too, because of everything being pushed back. I'm not even sure when Jurassic World 3 is even supposed to come out. Um, I think it's... Is it next summer? June 10th, 2022. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's called Everybody Back. Chris Pratt, Sam Neill, Bryce Dallas Howard, Jeff Goldblum, Laura Dern, Justice Smith from Fallen Kingdom. Oh, yeah. I like that dude, but not... I think... He was... Yeah, that, not the movie's not good. He, yeah, is I he Detective Pikachu? He is, right. yeah. 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 Um, so we'll see how that plays out, but yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. So, um, But that was uh, a movie I watched. Well, so. look, I'm, I'm still looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. It does have dinosaurs in it. Confirmed. We can confirm that. We can't. Yeah. Okay. And you're so you're gonna show. I will be there. Yeah. One hundred percent. Right on. Even if the trailer is trash, I'm like, well, it, it, I saw a dinosaur in there. Yeah. I have to go see this. I think I've seen, I've seen every single Jurassic movie in theaters. Oh, that's like I didn't cool. See, I haven't seen all the Fast and Furious movies in theaters, yeah. but I have all the Jurassic ones. All so shows your loyalty. All of them, Steven. I've seen. Mm-hmm. I've seen JV3. I've seen JW2. Um, That's all the good ones. All the the good ones. All the hits. I got to be disappointed live in person, you know? And I paid a lot of money to do it. Yeah. It was was great. It was a trip. Bad trip. Yeah. So, yeah, we both had movies we weren't too keen on. Mm -hmm. That's fun. Um, I did. Do you have anything else? I wanted to mention one other thing. Oh, no, no. So, I got to look it up real quick and remember the title of it right now. Uh, but I did just remember it because it's called Final Girls. It's a book. 
Oh, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, we're like, yeah, we've, we've talked about, about this movie. We've done that a lot. We've Would talked you about go a lot. suck a turd. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he has it's this movie called or this book, sorry, called Final Girls has nothing to do with the movie at all. What? I know it was written in 2017 after that movie even came out. That came out in like 2015. What? But it's by this guy named uh, Riley Sager or Riley Sager. Um, and Amanda, my wife, had had bought it on Kindle. She was trying to find like some kind of like silly sort of. Like, easy read or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. entertainment, but not, like, you know, a really great book or whatever. Yeah. And then she found some other books. Uh, we went to Half, half Price Books, and she picked some, like, physical copies up. And she ended up picking up another one of his called The Last Time I Lied that neither of us have read yet. But I was looking at it, um, and then I was going through my Kindle one night just trying to figure out. Because I'd been after Jurassic Park, and I'd read some other books and stuff. Like, I just couldn't get into anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried, real quick, I wanted to mention, I tried this book. I used to be a really big fan of Dean Koontz and wow. there's a book there's a book I used to like called The Taking mm-hmm. and I bought it again because I lost it uh, over time um, it came out in like 2004 and I found it for like three bucks at Half Price Books so I bought it and I made it three chapters in before I looked up more about the plot and I was mm-hmm. like I I don't I do not like this oh, okay. and I want to tell you about it real quick because it was the book I was trying to read before this one which I liked but it's um I read it in 2004 whenever I was still like a super Christian Mm -hmm. and this book it's like there's a weird invasion there's like a weird rain and a weird fog that roll in and like they hear these eerie noises and like coyotes are acting all strange and like leaving the forest and like coming up on their porch like where humans are even though they don't usually do that Mm -hmm. all this weird stuff and like chapter two that this woman this writer her husband's asleep she goes outside to see this weird rain she sticks her hand out and it, she touches it and it's like shimmery and like weird feeling. Like it's not like watery and it feels like she keeps saying like it feels dirty. It feels weird. Hmm. And she's like, and it smells weird. And she's like trying to figure it out for like the whole chapter. And at the end of it, she's like, it smells like semen. What? This totally happens in this fucking book, right? It's raining cum? <laughs> yeah. Cum rain? It's like it's splooching all over us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. So I remember that. I remember like the little details of it. I know that they go to town eventually and like there's like a small town nearby they go to like the local pub or whatever and there's like 60 people there and then they end up saving like a bunch of kids there's like dogs involved because dean coons likes to write about dogs which is one reason that i liked it but they keep thinking like they keep seeing these weird shapes in the sky but like they can't really see like aliens they see like weird things whatever right Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm gonna spoil the fuck out of this book okay it's uh (laughs) it ends up being at the very end of the book everything just kind of washes away a lot of people die or just disappear and the rain stops and then everything goes back to normal and these the main couples had been saving the children around town they end up seeing like 12 different kids that were like mm-hmm. left by their parents for various reasons at mm-hmm. their house like maybe like the parents went to the pub to go see what was going on and left their kids at home or like maybe the parents just disappeared or whatever and at the very end of the of the book she's like writing in the sand and she's writing these words that they all heard over like a broadcast thing and she's like realizing she only heard it she didn't spell it so she's like rearranging letters and she realizes that the broadcast is all jumbled up and it says like i am satan i am beelzebub i am lucifer Mm -hmm. and essentially it is a it is the christian revelations apocalypse has happened oh but it's written the whole book until you get to this last chapter when it when it finally really confirms that there's a lot of religious talk in it but Mm -hmm. when it finally confirms that 
at the end, like you've gone the whole time thinking this was like an alien invasion. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I was a super Christian, I was like, this is great. You, you think it's like aliens, but it's actually like demons, which like signs plays with, you know, yeah. like the religion talk in a much better way. And, uh, but then I, I, I was reading this book. I knew that that's the ending. I knew it was like the devil basically came and was doing this stuff. Yeah. But the more I was reading it, I was like, this is so religious, like <laughs> off puttingly religious. Yeah. So much so that like the husband of the wife in the book, like at the end, he becomes a pastor again when they like rebuild their lives. And I'm like, it's so, it's a lot like science now to think about it, but in such a bad way. Um, but it turned me off so bad. I couldn't read another book for like a whole week. I couldn't even try. Um, and it's still on my nightstand, but I can't even stand to look at it. Um, so yeah, don't read The Taking by Dean Koontz, I would say. Well, Steven, it's you're in luck because guess what? I won't be doing it. You won't be doing uh, Yeah. So I know that ended up being really long-winded for what I wanted to say, but I just remembered that as I was talking about this book, which I did find, called okay. The Final Girls. All right. Just Final Girls. Just Final Know the. Okay. They're doing the Suicide Squad thing. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. okay. So Final Girls is about... Uh, a main character named Quincy, who she and her friends, uh, her all of her friends, were butchered at a cabin in the woods. Basically, a dude or Wait somebody showed up. There's a movie called I know. Cabin in the Woods. I really want to watch it now wow. after this thing. Mm-hmm. So she is one of three final girls, essentially in the world in the United States, or whatever. Uh, that all like are kind of friends, and it's like mm-hmm. about them dealing with their trauma after the fact of being the survivors of this thing. So there's another woman who had, like, written a book about being a survivor, like, in the 60s or 70s. She was the sole survivor of a sorority massacre. Hmm. A dude came in and, like, killed all of her friends, but she survived. And then another one was working at a, um, like, a cheap motel off the highway. And, uh, like, a trucker came in with, like, a burlap sack tied around his head and murdered everybody. Tied her up with barbed wire to a tree, and she Mm -hmm. was able to escape. And then she kills the dude. Like, they all end up killing the guy. And so they're all final girls. Mm-hmm. And then the story kind of starts to go, basically, you know that stuff. And then the first one, the sorority one, commits suicide. And it yeah. kind of thrusts the rest of the story. So, like, the the motel girl, su- survivor final girl, comes and meets the other one that comes to New York and, like, sees her. And then it's, like, she's crazy. And it's, like, do you trust her and all the stuff? And then you finally get that it's, like... Did she commit suicide or was she murdered? And they're like trying to figure out if they're in danger or not, mm-hmm. or if they're just in danger of their own psyche of being trying to survive and like pushing it away or whatever. Yeah. And the main girl has like an hour blackout from the, the massacre. She remembers her friends screaming and coming out of the woods all bloody. And then she remembers running through the woods and finding a cop um, mm-hmm. and then being saved. And the cop kills the guy or whatever uh, in front of her. And so it's like all this trauma it deals with a lot of trauma and stuff, but it's, it's not like a really heavy book. It's kind of, it's kind of horror, but more like thriller. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like scary, but, um, I was going through it. It was really entertaining and I had a lot of theories and I didn't trust any character and mm-hmm. all the stuff. And then I kept, I was like, Oh, it's going to be this. It's going to be this. And I kept getting really excited the more I went and then it ends and it changed everything wow, like you okay. find out some stuff and i was like god damn that ended up being really fun really okay yeah and it was really cool i like horror movies obviously mm-hmm. i like the final girls movie mm-hmm. i like this one there's another movie or another book called final girl support group that's about mm-hmm. the same kind of essentially thing where it's like they have like a therapy group that they meet in secret and then one of them dies but there's like more girls there's like six of them whatever and then they have to like band together to like fight something or whatever 
And so I'm going to try to read that book as well. But yeah, it, this is just like a cool premise to me or whatever. And yeah. it ended up being really entertaining. Um, so much so that afterwards I, I was sitting there thinking like, oh my God, I want to, like, I want to write this script. I don't even want to see this movie. Like I want to write this movie. Yeah. It's just cool. And it was, was optioned cool. when it was like released a few years ago, but it's never been made mm-hmm. uh, for this version of it. But, um, yeah, it was cool, man. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. Maybe off air, I'll, I'll spoil some stuff for you. Since oh you yeah. It, but yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. So I don't want to spoil a lot of it, but, uh, but yeah, it was really cool. And I, I read it in like just a few days. It was a pretty quick read, like maybe four total. Mm-hmm. And, um, and now, so I have this other one, this guy wrote the last time I lied and it's like another kind of thriller book or whatever. It's mm-hmm. kind of cool. So, uh, I'm going to check that out too. Cause I like this guy, Riley Sager. So I'm going to say it. So I there like you. the idea of the final girls, like, and what happens to them later on, I guess like that's like scream, right? Scream two, yeah. three, et cetera. Yeah. Kind of deals with her being scream the four, girl. obviously uh, my favorite, the goat, the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fallen kingdom of the franchise <laughs> yeah but um yeah I, I do like that concept there's a comic called hack slash where mm-hmm. the uh it follows a character named cassie hack and she's she was the victim of like a like a slasher type of mm-hmm. character well i'm like just Steve, please calm down I'm, please calm down i do not accept this <laughs> premise <laughs> But um, she she ends up going on the offensive, and she, like, hunts slashers oh. at this point. She actually teams up with one named Vlad. and That's pretty cool. I read, like, the first, like, I don't know, 30 issues of it or whatever. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. I just ended up falling off. But uh, but it was really interesting, and I, I like that concept. I did, too. That yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah. Like, in the same kind of vein for that. It's fun, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. I think you told me about this once. I remember this picture. It was... It looks like Bane. A little bit, yeah. yeah. And it was going to be adapted into a film like mm-hmm. for a long time. It's like one of a million different comic properties that were right. optioned for Hollywood, but didn't never, get made never yet. Yeah. Went anywhere. But like Megan Fox was attached to it at a certain point. Oh, I never, can see that from the picture. Yeah, yeah never her. got picked yeah, up. But that's interesting. But yeah, I, I do think that is a, a cool concept for like a series, and I th- I think there's some life to a, a horror esque franchise where mm-hmm. that's that's the like premise of it yeah like when your your hero character is like the villain it's kind of hard to like mm-hmm. i mean they have to be defeated right yeah in the first movie and then they have to come back and then like i don't know it's it's not as easy to follow as like you have a hero character who's hunting those type of characters mm-hmm. that sure. hunt other people you know yeah that's fun that just sounds i like revenge stuff too mm-hmm. so that just sounds really rad that you kind of turn it around that mm-hmm. way and there's like a dog that has like a nightmare face at a certain point, where it's just like it's like a horse head, but like if the horse, <laughs> if you peeled the lips off a horse, horse, and it was just like gums and teeth. Oh, that was that was fun. That's a lot of yeah. Mm, it's fun to look at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it was fun to draw. It okay. was it was good. It was a good time. We had fun. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I'll have to check that one out because that mm-hmm. sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, in the same vein of this, because I I realized like this is one of the things like I. Had you I, you had jokingly said whatever like the cabin of the woods thing, but like after I read the uh, the final girls book, I was like, man, I want to watch cabin of the woods now. Mm-hmm. I want to watch scream now. Yeah, like I want to watch all this stuff or whatever. What um, what cool. if there was a, a horror film that took place in a cabin at the woods at the end of Elm Street? Oh, and it was on Friday the thirteenth, which is also somehow Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, and it's just like all this bullshit happened. Oh, at yeah. this house, right? And all these different slashers descend upon this house at the same time. 
mm-hmm. they end up kind of like tripping over each other. That'd be like a fun premise for yeah. a movie, right? I would, yeah, I mm-hmm. would actually absolutely watch that. So, so I'm gonna contact the calendar council to mm-hmm. have them re. Uh, we gotta it's do close. something it's... with the 13th and the 31st. You got it right there. Yeah, yeah, you gotta like flip it. It'd be like they're like. They have a scene where they're marking X's on the calendar <laughs> yeah. just like as the days go by. They're like, oh my God, I didn't realize 13 is the opposite of 31. What? And somebody's like, well, like, yeah, I guess if you switch the numbers around, but like mm-hmm. 13 and 30, there's like numerically. There's just, that happens with numbers. Yeah, it's uh, it, it happens from time to time. <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah. Makes me think of uh, Pretty Fly for a White Guy, though. He asked for oh, a 13, yeah. but he got a 31. Yeah. There mm-hmm. you go. Yeah. So you can go the other way. Yeah. Either way. That song is in the movie. It's in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so for anybody else out there, mm-hmm. I would definitely recommend that. And then to you, personally, I will just tell you what happens in that movie, or in that book, after the show. Okay. Because it was pretty cool. Is it? Okay. But you want to jump into the uh, main topic again? Main topic again? Main topic um, at hand? I don't know if we're ready to announce it. Oh, really? Quiet. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Still, Let's just tiptoe around it. You know, just play it safe. You know? <laughs> I don't know why I do that. Um, but, uh, but yes, absolutely. Excellent. And we talked about this a little bit last night and uh, sorry audience. Uh, we couldn't help ourselves. Yeah. We so, were around each other. Yeah. What are we supposed to do? Not, you know? Yeah. We actually have to talk because we were there and I had to fill the space. Uh, just imagine, I mean like listener, you probably know Steven and I, our personalities just like mm-hmm. fill in the blanks, I guess. Yeah. So we good? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> we call it there. <laughs> Yeah, so first off, like we like we mentioned, this was one that's been on the docket for a long time, mm-hmm. and I'm really glad that we finally watched it. I was really excited to see it. It's been decades for me since I had seen it. I have no idea the last okay. time, but I would imagine the 90s yeah. uh, was the last time I saw it. I used to watch this movie a ton as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were definitely parts we'll, get, we'll talk about that scared the shit out of me. Okay. Um, there's a lot of fun that I remember, too. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, watching this today, I was like, this would be in my head this would be a great double feature with the super mario brothers movie because bob hoskins was like it's like they were like really close together i believe so yeah it's like that would might have been like nine like early 90s i think super mario brothers i'll look it up cool cool. i'm feeling i'm feeling 90 92 that's what i'm getting okay we'll see if i'm right but in my head this like bob hoskins was so great for this little era that i really knew him he was shmee Shmee. And, oh, uh, and Hook. Hook. That's mm-hmm. right. Man, so like even that, that was like 91, I think. He's like all in that era, right? Wait, what was your guess on Super Mario Brothers? 92. Wait, is it? But now I'm thinking like, hmm, no, I'm going to go with 92. It was 93. Oh, mm-hmm. I was right wondering there. if it was Jurassic. Right like the effects are as good as Jurassic Park. So I wondered if they were like the same year. They were like, look, we got this dinosaur movie <laughs> yeah, coming out. We got this dinosaur movie. We have a dinosaur movie. <laughs> Yeah, the Goombas, they look yeah. exactly like the, the yeah. dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I still love that smile. They, they look He's incredible. He's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. He's <Hey>! so sweet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so Roger Rabbit, I remember really liking, oh, God, the Super it? Mario Brothers. Is it Dennis Hopper? Dennis Hopper. Yeah, that is, right? <clears throat> was the he villain. Was, he was Koopa. He was Samantha like, wait, Mathis what? is uh, Princess Peach. That's true, yeah. She's, I like her a lot, too. Hell, yeah. Um. She's in a, a country movie you would never watch, but it's called A Thing Called Love, where she's trying to make it in Nashville, and it has River Phoenix in it. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. It, it's a good movie that I like a lot. I also watched a lot as a kid. Only recently learned they were dating during that movie, and it's when a River Phoenix OD'd oh, and died. My God. It was like after that movie was being released, and I was like, oh, that really would have tainted my viewing that movie. Oh, man. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's got Sandra Bullock in it, and it's got Dul- Dermot Mulroney, maybe. Jaiman Hansu. Jaiman Hansu. There we go. Digimon. <laughs> <laughs> we resynced. <laughs> that was a better sync than ours before. I have to mm-hmm. mark that down. Use this yeah. one instead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so back to uh, the movie at hand, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, came out in 88. Uh, you guessed correctly, I did not, uh, during this, that Robert Zemeckis was the director of this movie. And then Richard Williams was the animation director. We'll talk about him a little bit, because mm-hmm. he was in the documentary we watched after this. Um, and yeah. he was really fun, I thought. Um, obviously has Bob Hoskins, Christopher Lloyd, um, who's fucking great in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize until we were going through Zemeckis' filmography that this came out between Back to the Future and Back to the Future 2. And yeah. that's why he's in it or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and everything. But uh, Zemeckis has had a really interesting career. A lot of great movies. He did Contact, which was one of my top five movies. Um, he did a ton of fun things, good things. And then a lot of his, like, animation stuff, he went in, like, computer animation in the early 2000s. It was very Uncanny Valley. We were talking about, yeah. like, the Beowulf and mm-hmm. Christmas Story and Polar Express he did. I, I don't, like any of those really um, but overall I like him as a director and stuff yeah. and I thought this was like great it was so cool to watch uh, it all play out so so he did Back to the Future yeah Who Framed Roger Rabbit Back to the Future 2 and then 3 and then 3 yeah yeah so it was like 85 this came out in 88 mm-hmm. Back to the Future 2 89 and then Back to the Future 3 in 90 that's like a quadrilogy of bangers just I know. right there. And be, I didn't mention this yesterday. I don't know if you've seen these movies, but mm-hmm. in 84, the year before he did Back to the Future, I imagined why he got the, uh, the job. He did Romancing the Stone. Oh. Which I yeah. love those movies. I haven't seen that in a long time. Right? I remember liking it. I think I saw it when yeah. I was like seven or something yeah. like that. Like, and it's, yeah. it's not like bad. It's not like super adult, but I think it's more of like an adult movie than a kid movie. Yeah. But it's an adventure movie. Mm-hmm. And Michael Douglas is great as like a, the adventurer and then Kathleen Turner who also was the voice of Jessica Rabbit, mm-hmm. which I imagine that's why they got her in this, because yeah. he had worked with her. Um, she's always fantastic, and um, I remember liking those movies a ton. I haven't seen them in a long time as well, mm-hmm. but I'd really like to, to revisit those. But yeah, so he did, really, like for me, Romancing the Stone in 84, Back to the Future, Roger Rabbit, Back to the Future 2 and 3, then he did Death Becomes Her, which is a fun Bruce Willis, Goldie Hawn, Meryl Streep. Yeah. Weird, yeah. quirky, horror, comedy thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Forrest Gump. Contact, mm-hmm. what lies beneath? Kind of, kind of falters. Castaway. He did the same year, but it's like from like 1984 to 1997, from Romancing the Stone to Contact. He had a really solid run of like seven movies, eight movies. Uh, so he had a really good era there, and um, and then he's had some different stuff lately that I haven't really seen. Um, but anyway, back to uh, back to this movie. He. He directed this, and we watched this documentary afterwards that was available on Disney+, Plus because that's where this movie was stream- streaming, uh, and they had some extras, which was really cool. They had, like, a 36-minute documentary with all the animators and people involved, and um, it was really cool the way they talked about how he would, like, film this as, like, a live-action movie, and then they would just, like, figure the animation out later. Mm-hmm. And how hard it made it, but they were like, fuck it. Like, what else are you going to do? Yeah. And it really weirdly pays off. I feel like almost they had to work so hard that it does better than if they had really... They talked about it taking a lot of time and throwing a lot of money at it, Mm -hmm. which I think they did. But I'm like, nowadays they would have thrown a ton of money at it and just made Space Jam 2. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Right, and it would just not fulfill any anything for anybody. And yeah. this actually has like weight to it. You care about the cartoon characters. Mm-hmm. You care about the human characters. Uh, it's so interesting. So yeah, the um, 
in that little documentary, they really get into the process of like each step of it. Yeah. Um, they don't really talk about it like being adapted from the like novel, uh, which is who censored Roger Rabbit. Oh, I didn't realize it was adapted from a novel. Oh yeah. Crazy. Dude. It is called who censored Roger mm-hmm. Rabbit. But, uh, for the film itself, they, they do discuss that. That is fascinating. Now, the the thing that I was most taken with was, like, the animation and that whole process. And they, like, really, like, get into the nitty-gritty yeah. about that. Like, it's cool. Not only did they have to, like, draw the characters around the little, like, machines and devices mm-hmm. they developed for it. But they had to do the, obviously, regular, like, matte coloring for it. But then they did highlights and lowlights on those characters. Yes. And like you were saying, the camera doesn't stay locked in a fixed position. Mm-hmm. The camera moves like it would for a live action movie. And the animator was just like, yeah, it's going to, uh, I, I guess he was yeah. asked, like, is it going to be hard? He's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like twice as hard. Yeah. At least. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but we'll do it. And yeah. they did it. They pulled it off. Yeah. And it was, um, we were talking last night about how this is the first time they've really done like a feature length movie that has live action and animation like combined together yeah. and they knocked it out of the park immediately except like every subsequent version of this has like yeah. mostly sucked you know yeah. um so it's it's incredible that this movie like got made for like multiple reasons but yeah. you know the the whole process being one of them and then also and then we've got worked. yeah yeah and then we've got like disney characters and then warner brother characters oh, like yeah. sharing the screen at the same time like woody woodpecker and whoever owns those rights like he's in here, mm-hmm. uh, Betty Boop's in this. Like a lot of like name characters are in this movie. Yeah, and like I think we paused it maybe like 10, 15 minutes into the movie, and we were just doing like a, a quick chat because we we're eating dinner at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned the movie Cool World, which yes. came out like ninety two. I think ninety two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so, oh, a year before mm-hmm. Super Mario, they were getting ready. Yeah, ducks in a row. <laughs> the so, effects are just as good as Jurassic Park. <laughs> But we watched the trailer on YouTube for Cool World. Oh, and my God. Like, some of the animation for Kim Basinger. Is it Basinger or Bassinger? I always say Basinger, but I don't really okay. know anymore. Mm. Kim. Uh, yeah. That that looks good. We're on like, first-name basis. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, she has a standing oh invitation to come on the show. Has a 4% in Rotten Tomatoes, by the oh, way. Oh, cool my God. <laughs> so Four too many. My wife and I, we watched Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Most recently, like six years ago, oh. and we both loved it. And we're like, well, let's get something that has a similar flavor. Cool World was yeah. also on Netflix at the time. We thought, okay, let's throw this on. We made it about 10 minutes into this movie. We're like, <laughs> fuck this. This movie looks terrible. <laughs> and like, if you watch them back to back, you could tell there's like an, an immediate drop in quality. Yeah, right. Because as they discussed in that Roger Rabbit documentary, like, the, the camera stays in a locked position mm-hmm. in most of the, like, cool world settings. And, like, Brad Pitt's acting on a green screen. Yeah. And it's just, you can see the Because he's in the him. cartoon world, like, the whole time. Yeah. Like, there's weird live-action stuff they bring, like, cartoon mm-hmm. characters out, which they don't do. Yeah. Like, they become human characters. But, mm-hmm. like, when he's there, it's weird-looking. <laughs> like, yeah. in that trailer, it's like, this is all not good. <laughs> yeah. And the animation quality isn't there. Yeah. Like, in Roger Rabbit, you could tell there's a lot of, like, Disney animators were involved. Because yeah. Everything just, like, looks so smooth and yeah. well-acted. There's a lot of, like, squash and stretch, um, that whole principle. But, man, in the cool world, it's just, it's not... <laughs> It's not good. It's um, it it was rough, and we just watched a trailer, and immediately my eyeballs were like, uh, uh-uh, uh, 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 don't do it. See, I want to still watch it because I grew up watching it. Mm-hmm. I remember at least a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I think it's I we were watching the trailer, and I was like, I remember having a crush on Jessica Rabbit from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Just her dress is just crazy and stuff. Oh, yeah. and 
But then, like, we, the Kim Basinger stuff in the trailer, it's like, oh, she's, like, fully, like, a cartoon lingerie model. Mm-hmm. And I remember that being very influential oh, yeah. on my, like, seven-year-old brain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. watching that when it came out or something. And I wonder now, I think it looked awful, the trailer. But it was also <laughs> really bad quality. Not that it yeah. would, like, help if it was an HD, I guess. The, mm-hmm. the stuff, the quality is just not the same as Roger Rabbit. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I would be really interested to revisit it someday. Mm-hmm. And Brad Pitt was so young, like yeah, so different than mm-hmm. everything else now that he's, he's gotten such big, you know, so, so much bigger. Um, but yeah, Roger Rabbit, um, it was that the animation director, Richard Williams, that had talked mm-hmm. about that where Zemeckis was like, you know, there's like a rule in animation that like you can't move the camera. And he's like, why is that a rule? And he was just like, it's not a, like, it's because those directors are lazy. Mm-hmm. And I loved, like, how forthcoming he was about it. And he's like, yeah, it'll be fucking hard, but, like, we're going to make it work. And I think it's because of that why they sell the effects so well. And then, like you were saying, like, animating over the devices, like, they show all these animatronics they would make. Like, the one to hold the cigar for the baby, like, the yeah. cigar's real and the baby's holding it. And they, like, built this entire, like, six-axis degree thing with, like, an, a person would wear an arm and, like, could move it around and, like... Mm. They would have like water splashing, like like so many things in real life that they would film and then animate over, and the interaction with that and the way that they can just move around the characters and make them look three D, like it's just so fascinating and it it looked mostly really really good. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes there was some weird, like with the highlights and shadows and stuff. Sometimes it would like they could probably have done better or whatever, mm-hmm. but like I don't discount the work they put in or whatever. Yeah. It's just older movie now. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it really sold the effect. Like mm-hmm. I totally believed that we lived in a world where cartoon characters aren't drawn. They just exist and you can film them next yeah. to people, right? It was such a cool concept and they mm-hmm. really pulled it off. And then Cool World, they were like, oh, they pulled it off. We can just do the same. And like, it's like, no, man. Like <laughs> They're like, boom, <laughs> nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many good people behind the scenes, too. Like, this was a Disney and an Amblin production. So, like, they they interviewed, like, Spielberg and, like, uh, Frank Marshall, mm-hmm. uh, who's, like, a Spielberg producer with Kathleen Kennedy. And uh, he directed Arachnophobia later on and stuff. He was, like, a second unit director on this movie. And, like, all those people involved, like, they're just really good at, from the 80s, like, Back to the Future and all that stuff. Like, just doing these fantastical stories that stood mm-hmm. the test of time. And, like, this one, like, holds up, man. Oh, 100%. It fucking holds up. Yeah. It's cool. I wonder if it holds up because it, when it came out in the late 80s, it was a, like, period piece. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I feel like period pieces hold up a little bit more. Yeah. Like, assuming they're, the quality of any visual effects yeah. aren't, like, atrocious or totally. whatever, you know? Yeah, and it's an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the film noir version of it, like, the music, they talked mm-hmm. to the, Alan Silvestri did the score and stuff for mm-hmm. it, and, like... That they had like a jazz team that would come into Jessica Rabbit, like all of it. It just works so well. It feels like a '40s movie. Yeah. Like it really, like the costuming, like all of it. It just really works. Yeah. Uh, it's quite fascinating. I like that the beginning of the movie starts out with the like. It just looks like an animated, like any other animated movie. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's not color shading involved. And then once that refrigerator hits or falls on Roger, they open it up. That's when there's color shading because he's now in the... Yeah. We can see he's in the real world, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that, which is like a place where things stop getting polite and start getting real. <laughs> and I don't know. There's just something about that extra little bit of effort and love that yeah. went into the movie that 
sells it so well it, because even though they're animated characters they have a depth to them there's like mm-hmm. they take up volume and space in a given scene yeah whereas if they were just like colored flatly it wouldn't look anywhere near as good and there's a lot of points where lighting played an, an effect so yeah. like if there oh, were like the rim lighting so on different characters like you'd have the highlights the low lights and there's a, a scene where uh i believe it's where uh, Roger and um, Eddie Valiant are behind the, like in a secret room behind the bar or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Bob Hoskins is walking around with Roger. This is when they're like handcuffed together. Oh, yeah. His like head hits the light. The light starts moving around. Mm-hmm. And so the animators had to match the lighting on Roger. Yes. Which had to be a nightmare. But it's one of those things it's where crazy. you don't really like think about it as you're watching it. But when you go back and rewatch it, if that hadn't have like if they hadn't worked on the lighting mm-hmm. you would have picked up on it yes and you would have been like taken out of the moment or whatever yeah which is crazy they didn't use yeah. cgi but it's like none nothing's computers all just yeah. the hand which done. is just like oh my god i can't imagine crazy. the amount of work that went into it yeah and they showed in that documentary that they would print out every every like frame of the movie yes. that had to have animation in it and that's where the animators would like draw over whatever mm-hmm. it was which talk about painstaking holy, holy shit. shit yeah <laughs> i cannot even imagine this was like a fucking nightmare yeah they said that. at one point if they laid all of the just animated scenes together it'd be 55 minutes of this like hour and a half movie or whatever yeah and they're like they're like that's it's basically like two movies in one it's like yeah. an animated movie and a live action movie mm-hmm. with two different teams working on the same stuff and like doing all these tests to make things work but like Think about the level, like, that's what Zemeckis is so good at, like, blocking these things for, yeah. for on set, you know, and, like, working with the effects team and the animators to be like, all right, we're going to do this thing live action, so we want Roger to move and hit this light, so we got to move this light mm-hmm. without actually hitting it, because there's nothing really there, it's just, like, the air, mm-hmm. and Bob Hoskins is just holding his fist out or whatever, but yeah. it's like, we got to move that light, and that scene is crazy, because that light keeps moving back and forth yeah. for, like, five minutes. Uh-huh. And every time Roger goes under it, they have to animate the light on him. Mm-hmm. And then finally, the the woman, like his love interest, uh, Bob Hoskins' love interest, the bartender, mm-hmm. like stops the light. Yeah. And I was like, thank God, those poor animators. Yeah. Probably got like going through so much of this, but the uh-huh. amount of skill to work that out logistically mm-hmm. and the fact that it works so well yeah. is just mind boggling to me. It's really cool. Like the, uh, the, the ink and paint bar. Yeah. They, or the club. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. When they go in there and it, on stage you've got Donald and Daffy Duck mm-hmm. both playing pianos. And they're like actual pianos. They're not cartoon pianos, which probably would have been way easier. Yeah, right. <laughs> but they had to like rig up these pianos to have like the keys move in certain yeah. points, the the seats and stools and everything. They, like bounce around and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Crazy. And like you would have to know in what sequence stuff moves around yeah. because there are like parts of the like the top of the piano would like pop up at certain mm-hmm. points and it looks like chaos when you don't have the yeah. cartoon characters there, but like once they're added in, you're like, oh, okay, this makes sense. I see what they were going yeah. for. Which, like you were saying, having everything planned out like, yeah. perfectly was like so important because otherwise it's just going to take you out of the movie. Yeah. And yeah. I imagine now, even like most CGI special effects movies are kind of the same way because they're all kind of like just realistic cartoon characters mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And they have to like work out those things logistically, knowing what yeah. they're going to show and like framing things the certain way or whatever but 
this was before all of the yeah. CGI stuff, and like mm-hmm. it, it rivals so many things made since then. That like the level of skill in that is just fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to bring up one thing because we were talking. I saw some meme the other day. I don't remember the exact dates though, so it kind of fucked it up. But it was something about like the 1980s to like back to Hitler is like the same period from like the 1980s to now, and it just mm-hmm. blows my mind. So I did a little quick math. This movie was made in '88. It takes place in 1947, so it's 41 years. Okay. So it's like a movie made today that takes place in 1980. Okay. All right. That's fucking That's weird, yeah. right? That's so strange. Yeah. And it would be so weird to like have like a film like they I don't know, there's there's something about those eras like the film noir thing, but I'm like so you could do this same type of thing but it would be like I don't know, disco and new wave and like mm-hmm. I don't punk and stuff. I don't know like it's so weird to think that that we've we're so far gone from it. I guess mm-hmm. you know this was 33 years ago. Yeah, that it was released. And, uh, yeah, just weird that we're coming up. It would be like if if they took place in 1988, the movie would be released in 2019 or 2029 rather. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's like yeah, if they want to do a Roger Rabbit two, they got a few years to work on it. You <laughs> yeah, know? they've got the time. In the 80s. Yeah, <laughs> get those film rights. So you know? weird. Yeah. yeah, I just thought that was like it's just really it's blowing my mind how much how old we are getting. And uh, mm-hmm. sometimes you like take a, take stock of the actual dates and you're like, oh, yeah. Then you go okay. inside, cool. crawl under the covers, <laughs> exactly. and sleep it off. I don't want to see the world yeah. anymore. No. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating. But um, should we talk about the different characters? Yeah. Because like normally I will take notes on my phone as we're watching a movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that last night because I just got like so into it. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like so much fun to watch, you know? You want to enjoy it, right? Yeah. 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 Not just make it a chore. Um, like it is kind of a, a wild movie in that like... Once you remember what the plot is, and we talked about this yeah. a bit last night, like, like what is the villain's purpose? Like, what are mm-hmm. they going for? And really, it, like you said, it takes place in uh, 1947, um, California, mm-hmm. like Hollywood in particular. And the, the villain of this movie, and I assume everyone has seen this, so like spoilers if you haven't, yeah. but like, you know, oh yeah, major spoilers yeah. for the movie. Um, the villain of the movie, Christopher Lloyd's character, wants to essentially demolish public transportation and build a freeway. That's, that's, that's his motivation. Yeah. And like Toontown (laughs) happens to fall on that strip of land that needs to have a freeway running through it. Yeah. So that's, that's it. But he, we also talked about, he makes this, the dip, the, which has, I thought was so fascinating because as a kid, I just thought it was like acid Mm -hmm. and I love his big ass black gloves. He snaps on. There's so, everything about him is so menacing. I love the Mm -hmm. design of, of his character, but um, it's like, it was like three different things and like acetone was one of them. Yeah. And I was like, they're like literally just doing stuff that would erase the paint. Yeah. And that's like what the dip is. It was mm-hmm. so, it's just like everything was so precise and like really cool how they yeah. laid everything out. And now I'm, there's like a book about it or there's like, it was based on a book. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm really interested to read about that book now yeah. and be like, I don't know. A lot of that stuff may have come from that. I thought it just came from the movie and these people were like, let's do this or whatever. This is interesting, mm-hmm. but they really do a lot of detailed things. Yeah. Um, it reminded me, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Chinatown. No, huh? Um, uh, Jack Nicholson movie from 74. It's a film mm-hmm. noir movie. It takes place like in the 40s or whatever. But it, it also is like, it's like a damsel in distress comes to ask him. He's like a PI and he's like, mm-hmm. you gotta look this other stuff up. And then the, it ends up being like this really convoluted story. But it's, it's in LA as well, I believe. And it's about like the water district essentially. Mm, okay. And like people wanting to like divert water away. And like, I, I've seen, it's been a while since I've seen it, but, um, 
this movie I felt like pulled a lot from that basically, but they were like, let's make it cartoons. Oh yeah. And so it was like a really, like Chinatown is a really good movie. And it made me think like they were like, it elevates it a little bit Mm -hmm. and in adult minds, I guess, even though this is, we were discussing it. This is even a kid's movie, Roger Rabbit. Like, (laughs) yeah, I didn't know if this is one of those I shouldn't have been watching as a kid. I think, I feel it is a kid's movie. Bob Hoskins even said like he loved bringing his kids to the premiere and Mm -hmm. stuff. And all the actors and stuff brought their kids, and it was really nice because it was the first movie he had that he could do that. Mm-hmm. But they also had like boner jokes in it, like, "Yeah, is that just a rabbit in your pocket, or you're just happy to see me, or mm-hmm. whatever?" And so it's like maybe just more. It's like Shrek, you know. It's like for kids and adults, they just put like humor in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the story is like really dry for kids. Mm-hmm. But for adults, it's kind of it isn't even like. I don't even really care, I guess, uh, what the plot is. It's just fun and everything. But yeah, yeah. the fact that it kind of mirrored Chinatown in my head when I was watching it this time, because I hadn't seen Roger Rabbit in so long, but I'd seen Chinatown more recently, mm. last six years or so, that I was like, oh my God, this is like that. That's fun. Yeah. It's just cool. Um, even though the story is like, at the end of the day, they're just doing a freeway. Yeah, yeah I know, right? So That's, it is yeah. It is funny. You think it would be like, I want to destroy the tunes because this reason yeah. or that reason or whatever. Um, and in the movie, Bob Hoskins' brother, uh, before the movie starts, it, like, he his brother got killed by a tune. Yeah. And we find out that like uh, Christopher Lloyd's character was mm-hmm. the one who killed him or whatever. So it's they're more connected in that way. Yeah. But like, I don't know if it's just collateral damage or what like the history was there. We just mm-hmm. know that he w- he killed him. Yeah. Um, and I also thought it was funny, like when we were watching the movie, they had uh, a shot where they were kind of like panning around Eddie's office and we saw like it was essentially like giving him a backstory through like photos essentially mm-hmm. and we could see that both he and his brother started a or a private eye firm oh, yeah. that says <laughs> what did it say like two, two flat foots two flat foots and a floozy yeah. which is like his love interest who yeah. like runs that bar or whatever yeah uh, start this agency amazing which is just like damn that's like needless that's harsh man but um, yeah. Oh, I, I was like, what does floozy actually mean? It's mm-hmm. like one of those terms I know. And it says a young woman who has many casual sexual partners or dresses or behaves in a, in a sexually provocative way. This was so, on a <laughs> like a plaque or yeah. maybe a paper. Yeah. So, one on, of a, those. on the photo. Though, yeah. Like, it was yeah. insane. Like, why yeah. would you, man, you can't. And she's happy about it, it seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do a lot of stuff in this movie that they would never do today. Like the, the baby... Uh, cartoon character who's actually like an old man or like a middle-aged man yeah trapped in a baby's body for one they talk about he has the i think I don't, like lust i think he calls it mm-hmm. of a, like a 40 year old man but a three-year-old's penis yeah and he slaps the butt of his like assistant who's like yeah. wheeling him around in the and like baby carriage the baby thing. yeah and it's like oh yeah that's not good anymore like that baby would be me too do you know like, mm-hmm. yeah damn <laughs> it's so funny like that's mm-hmm. just in this movie like a disney movie i know crazy i know and then like jessica rabbit is like super sexy oh, in this movie they really like play that up i didn't remember there's a part where bob hoskins uh gets caught by his his floozy oh yeah. with jessica rabbit with his pants down and when he pulls up he knocks his head on the his back of his head on her boobs like the under of her boobs because there's such like a shelf of boobs yeah uh-huh and they bounce around a lot like they were like, I don't know. They just really go there at some parts. It's super funny. I actually read on the IMDb trivia last uh-huh. night that I could not finish because it was so extensive Yeah. that the animators, that when they like animated her like Jessica Rabbit to make her boobs seem like extra to give it some extra oomph, uh-huh. like whenever <laughs> she would walk, 
when her boobs should have like gone down, they went up. Oh, and vice versa. So that's how they made them like a little more springy oh, or whatever. Yeah, which is like a weird conversation to have with yeah, like right? other adults in your animation studio. Yeah. It's like okay, so here's what's gonna happen. <laughs> Uh, we're going to do the reverse of these mm-hmm. boobs. And I've been doing a lot of research. Yeah. A lot of research. I mean, you need, like, as an animator, you need, like, test mm-hmm. footage and stuff. Yep. Of, you know, actual boobs then. Yep. In that case. Everyone, grab your stuff. We're going to the club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They mm-hmm. really went there and, like, uh, they, I like how they talked about, too, in that documentary we watched uh, with the animation director. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he was talking about... Like in real life, she would just top over because like she's so skinny at the waist yeah. and such top and so top heavy with her boobs. And he's like, I liked how he said that um, they knew like in 1905 that like if you're going to animate something like you you do things that the camera can't do, can't mm-hmm. capture in real life. And that's why you'd animate it. Otherwise, you would just use the camera. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily think that's true because I think you could have a like a, an animated thing that just looks really good and mm-hmm. is like a movie. But I also was like, but it is interesting because I think there's something dynamic about animation doing stuff that you can mm-hmm. do in real life, which is why this premise is so cool that instead of drawing them, they're actually just people, quote yeah. unquote, in the world that are filmed, but they still can drop refrigerators on their heads 18 times mm-hmm. in a row and it doesn't matter and kill them or whatever. And yeah, um, it's it's interesting that they basically take that kind of animated uh, the rules that somebody created along the way to make mm-hmm. it more fun than just regular live action and they put them in a live action movie and said no they're real they're really here yeah and they can still do all that stuff and it just really adds a level of fun to everything yeah um, and her boobs are uh, a good source of that yeah we all have a good time watching them yeah we do. it's fun that's fun <laughs> um, they do a lot of like like we talked about the lighting on the characters but there's mm-hmm. a specific scene that we watched like a couple of times mm-hmm. where um, at that ink and paint club Jessica is like down in the audience. She's walking around and the camera follows her and her head passes through the like spotlight. Yeah. And like the the color change in the animation mm-hmm. looks so fucking rad. It's so like, cool. They like desaturate like the middle part of her body because the outside of her body is like hit in the light. So that's going to yeah. be the most saturated. It's just man, just like all the work and effort that went yeah. into that. Is you and I both were like, right. whoa, we got to watch that again. Yeah, but you mean, uh, <laughs> rewind this like six, seven times. But, um, so let's talk about Roger, Roger, the, the titular Roger. And specifically, um, let's, let's also talk about the title of this movie mm-hmm. who framed Roger rabbit. No punctuation at the end. No question mark. Oh no. Uh huh. Which is fine. Yeah. I'm going to give this movie a pass. Uh, I evident. don't really like question marks in a title, to be honest. Th- this is one of the so things that, that does make sense. I also saw in the trivia on mm-hmm. IMDb is like it's a like a superstition in Hollywood oh. to not end your the title of your movie with a question mark. Interesting, um, because I guess I, I don't know. I don't know what the reasoning is. Like mm-hmm. I can't imagine watching this trailer and thinking, oh, okay, this has a question mark in the title like i like what i've seen yeah but it has a question mark no they seem <laughs> they seem unsure about what they're putting out here and the book does have a question mark mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i saw that mm-hmm. um but yeah it's just kind of a weird thing but like yeah, honestly i didn't notice it until they specifically mentioned that i didn't until you just said it yeah um but roger mm. like in the documentary we watched he's a combination of like a, a bunch of different like elements or whatever mm-hmm. um they they mentioned that his like color scheme is based oh, on yeah. the american flag which is like Strange, yeah, I know. Because we're not the only ones with the red, white, and blue flag, but yeah. okay, we'll we'll take it. Because yeah. he's he's white, red overalls, and has a blue tie. Mm-hmm. So that was like the general idea. 
but then he has like the cheeks of Bugs Bunny and the the bow tie of Porky Pig, the yellow gloves of Mickey Mouse back in like the the, 40s, the 40s. Like, yeah, that was fascinating. Yeah, too. like I didn't think about it. He said something about the orange hair was like like the clown stuff they would do or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like when they first got into like coloring cartoons. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't real. I never thought that much thought was put into. Like, I wouldn't have pulled all those things out and been like, oh, that's like Bugs Bunny, that's like Porky Pig, but like, it's totally there once you see it. I also saw some stuff online that like the orange hair was supposed to be in reference to like Droopy Dog, who's in oh, the movie, yeah. which <laughs> was like, I guess he was great. They didn't say in the documentary, <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah. And then like, I also know that the original Bugs Bunny, like once he was like animated in color. He had yellow gloves as well, so I wonder if that was mm, something that was interesting. Like, they thought about, but and I can't imagine they didn't. Yeah, it's just I mean, like it's a rabbit. Yeah, how could it's right there? Yeah, guys, it's right there. <laughs> but um, one of my favorite parts of that documentary we watched mm-hmm. is they talked about Roger's ears and how they oh. like had their own like personality yeah. and they like did like their own storytelling and everything. Yeah, yeah. which I did not think about like specifically mm-hmm. until we watched it. But then they showed some clips after they mentioned that. I was like, well, God damn it. You're right. They're so good. It's all right there. I feel like I noticed a little bit in the movie mm-hmm. sometimes. Like there's, there's some that are really overt and they showed it in that clip where it's like their, their ears are like spinning around each other and then it mm-hmm. slows down and it gets to the top and it's like, yeah. it's like really noticeable obviously mm-hmm. in that scene or whatever. But when they showed those clips, I was like, there was so much more that I, you could literally just watch the ears. Yeah. And it, like they talked about it, it as like ballet it was like yeah. it does yeah. its own thing and it like mirrors the emotions of the scene and mm-hmm. stuff it was totally fascinating and roger is like a very like clumsy character anyway yeah but his ears are, are like yeah fluid they're like very, like, yeah graceful that's you very know? cool yeah and that guy who um uh, voiced him is charles fleischer who was in that documentary um i didn't mention this at the time last night we were trying to look up the different people and stuff and mm-hmm. like, who is this person in the movie um, when I first saw him, though, I instantly recognized him from David Fincher's Zodiac. Oh, um, okay. He's one of the uh, Joseph, not Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal goes to a guy's house who has like some old like police documents or whatever. Mm. And as he's there, the guy's like, "Yeah, they're in my basement." And then he starts to realize like that guy might be the Zodiac. And he's really fucking creepy. Yeah. And it's this fucking dude. Oh wow. And as I we watched the documentary and they talked about how he dressed up like Roger Rabbit on set. And he requested his own costume, and he was like this giant rabbit that looked really mm-hmm. fucking weird. And the way that he, I don't know, just his personality is just kind of strange mm-hmm. to me. It's almost like Kristen, Crispin Glover to me. Like, it's yeah. just weird. And I was like, I wonder if David Fincher watched this documentary about Roger Rabbit and was like, that's my serial killer. Yeah. Like, I gotta bring that guy in. He He's might so actually be the Zodiac. <laughs> yeah. And if I catch him on this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that make would be crazy. another movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's really, like, the voice is really good for Roger. Mm-hmm. Like, we were talking about yesterday too. Like there's so many IPs of this. There's so many characters that get crossed over and it's really fun. Mm-hmm. But Roger feels like a character you've seen for years. Yeah. Even though this is like all he's been in, mm-hmm. like they really make him work as like a brand new Mickey mouse or Bugs Bunny. And yeah. in a different way, he has his own personality, but they yeah. flesh it out so easily. And I totally accept it. Like he's like a big star. Yeah. In the, in the tune world or whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh, and his voice really lends it to that. Um, mm. It just like really works. He know. has a, a definite personality and a point of view yeah. and you care about what he cares about, which they could have, they like could have just phoned that in mm-hmm. because there's like all the other stars, like Mickey Mouse and Bugs and, and Daffy and Donald Duck and all the characters that surround Toontown essentially yeah. that you could have in this movie that would be enough of a draw. But like having your co-lead character essentially be uh such a draw in and of themselves where 
the other characters are now just like kind of add-ons yeah there's like icing on the cake yeah that's like a feat in and of itself you know totally yeah, yeah. they're able to like not only like introduce him as a character you feel like you've known but make him like you care about him and mm-hmm. his life and like yeah you don't care about really the other ones that like they're just cool little oh there's a person i know there's a character I yeah know, whatever yeah and it was really cool to see a lot of them like like daffy duck and donald duck interact together mm-hmm. uh was like fun on the pianos and stuff i'm gonna question for you on this mm-hmm. So you and I have been on the record about mm-hmm. preferring Mickey Mouse over Bugs Bunny. Mm-hmm. Where do you stand on Daffy versus Donald Duck? Let's get into it. Let's get okay. How much time? Okay, we got another hour. Oh, okay. I can really get into it. <laughs> get some more of those. Let's get into colors. it. Let's get this going. <laughs> Chomp. I hate that you did that because now I have to talk for a long time because you won't. Your mouth will be glued well, look, shut. I, yeah, there's. <laughs> It's a it's a chew, but you want to know my opinion of this, and mm-hmm. you just asked. Yes. So, mm-hmm. um, I think I'm more of a uh, a Donald Duck. Just thinking about it right now. Okay. Um, I also liked in this movie they did they had like newspaper clippings from whenever Bob Hoskins and his brother and their PI mm-hmm. they had they'd be like nephew saved and it's like Huey Dewey and Louie were like kidnapped and yeah, then found yeah, again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of cool little like details and stuff again just everywhere. Um, but Donald. I liked this movie because I feel like it was cool to see those two together mm-hmm. and like they like shoot cannons at each other and all this stuff. And like, I didn't know if, if Donald would actually do that to Daffy. I felt like that was more of a Daffy thing to do to Donald. Uh, I, it seems I, like more Looney Tunes is violent, you know, in well, my head. Well, at the time he has the devil horns on his head, Donald does. Oh, there you go. And I remember seeing cartoons from back in the... 40s 50s something like that maybe 60s where he would do that and he mm. would just become like evil as he was like possessed yeah yeah so i felt like that was on brand gotcha. for him, that for makes like sense some of those then. cartoons yeah um but i i will say that i'm a, a daffy guy overall oh um, interesting. i do love donald duck but man there's something about daffy where yeah uh especially in this movie where they let him be like daffy as a character trait mm-hmm. where he's he does the like woohoo that type of thing uh-huh. and that it just like it gets me like he's he's often portrayed in like more modern animation where he's like just angry or whatever mm-hmm. but like when he lets loose and becomes like wacky daffy or whatever that's like you like that more yeah I Interesting. Think it's a lot of fun plus i like that he's like a black duck he's got like this white collar band for some reason yeah right <laughs> doesn't really make sense to me i'm sure it's based on something maybe yeah but um yeah i like it and I like uh, him as a, a character. Like if uh, I would put like Daffy at like just like barely above Donald, mm-hmm. but then like if we're a being honest, preference. Darkwing Duck above all. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. He has that cool hat. You got a cool hat. Yeah. You got a video video game that's evidently hard as fuck. You let me play I, it on you, <laughs> yeah. your device. Yeah. And uh, I could not do it. Oh man. Yeah. Look at that. I know. I was trying shit. to pull another. I actually Daffy Duck real. And really? they, uh, yeah. <laughs> like this one is like a realistic 3d artist that really creeps me out yeah uh but the, yeah the, oh there you go there's like a black duck with like a, a little white collar kind of looks like him and this one has is on a leash that's fun we'll see he's got shoes duck on, on a leash hell yeah i'm just a duck on a leash <laughs> um but yeah he uh I, I don't really have a preference of them as like so much mm-hmm. like I had to like kind of think about it now that you're saying, you know, and yeah. now you asked me or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I, I would say for me, it's just a little edge out too with, with Donald. Donald yeah. yeah mm-hmm. But not, not too much. I just mm-hmm. like their scene together so much. Yeah. It's so much. And fun. like we were saying, like the way that they moved the physical pianos, like 
timed them in real life and then animated over that. That mm-hmm. scene is just really well done. Yeah. Uh, and super fun. Um, and then that leads into Jessica Rabbit coming on stage and mm-hmm. singing her super sexy song. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't expect that in Disney You wouldn't movie. expect. They were ahead of their time. Look, there's a reason time. this movie can never be made again. <laughs> yeah. It can that never starts. be done now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I also want to get into Christopher Lloyd's character a little more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've already mentioned, like, I thought his costuming design is so good. He looks so creepy. Even before you hear, like, the reveal mm-hmm. later on, his whole demeanor mm-hmm. is just so off-putting to me. Yeah. And, um, I just really, yeah, really fucking loved him. And then when he, like, he gets run over by that... The steamroller. Steamroller. Yeah. He gets glued to it, which I had forgotten about. Yeah. I told you... Years ago, I rewatched The Rocketeer, and I hadn't seen it in decades, and it was amazing to me. I loved it so much all over again, but it's like, as things would happen, I would start to remember, like, and I could be like, oh my god, this is going to happen next, but uh-huh. like, I couldn't have told you that was going to happen until I watched it, yeah. and this movie did the same thing, and whenever he, like, got his glue hand, and then he got his foot in the glue, and then stuck his foot to the thing, I was like, oh my god, I remember being so creeped out by this as a kid. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Just the fact that you can't move away from the steamroller. Yeah. And then it gets a, and then when his like flat form, they did a really cool effect with that. Mm-hmm. His flat form kind of rises up, and they realize he's a tune. Mm-hmm. And then he pops his eyeballs out, and he's got the red eyes and the the, the crazy voice. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so fucking creepy. He has like the red eyes that kind of like spiral. Yeah. You know? Which is just insane Uzumaki. looking. Yeah. yeah. Oh my. Yeah, Uzumaki. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Crazy. Yeah, man, his his character, Judge Doom, right? Yeah. Which sounds like a Judge Dredd character. Yeah, whatever, yeah. But it's like, okay, sure, fine. Um, I saw that his character never blinks in the movie. Mm. And also his, like... That's off-putting. He yeah. has this, like, jacket that has, like, this, like, uh, ruffle-looking yeah. thing on it. Yeah, like old-timey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just dressed, like, in full-on black, but, like, his, like, the the... Those bits of his jacket move, mm-hmm. even though yeah, they're yeah. not in like a windy area, but it like adds menace to him. Or totally, whatever. but Dimension it's like to it, yeah, yeah. He, like pretty early on, you find out he's the villain of the yeah. thing. You don't find out he's like behind everything until later on. Mm-hmm. But big reveal, yeah. And you see that like when he is going to there's like a showdown in an alley, and Eddie Valiant is in an alley in Toontown. Jessica Rabbit is behind mm. him, has a gun. Then you see like a shadow of another person that's like clearly him. I'm like, oh, so they're just like gonna give that away. But you find out immediately that it was him anyway through. He his runs voice. away. So it's just like, okay, so they were they were gonna yeah. tell us exactly what it was. Yeah. Um, so you find out he's the villain and you kinda just think that's it until you get to the end of the movie and then yeah, the steamroller thing happens. You think, yeah. oh, this is how he dies. What a cool reveal. Yeah. Man. And then, like, yeah, he, he reinflates himself, which yeah. is insane to see. Oh, yeah, he touches, he, like, goes into that uh, air tank or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh. Blows himself so creepy. up. And then, yeah. And the whole fact, like, I started to say this earlier, we talked about last night, though. Um, the whole f- fact, if he's human or not, um, he basically wants to commit genocide mm-hmm. against all of the tunes. Yeah. For a fucking freeway. Yeah. And then you find out he's a tune himself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like finding out that, like, Hitler was Jewish. Yeah, you know, right, like yeah. and be like, oh, he just wanted to wipe out his own kind. Yeah, and it was already fucked up, mm-hmm. but it's super fucked up now. Mm-hmm. Like, it really is dark. It, it really the whole is, thing is dark. They don't really like get into it beyond yeah. that. You just find yeah. out he's a tune. He killed Eddie's brother. Yeah, and that's kind of it. 
but you don't really I don't feel like you really need a whole lot more yeah because you he is a fucking psychopath yeah it's like oh he's yeah. just making bad decisions yeah it's just not <laughs> he's not the Thanos good. of this movie he very much yeah, is yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he but is he has his he's the hero of his own story Thanos has the blip yeah Judge Doom has the dip hey there we wow go. Mm-hmm. that yeah. happened live guys yeah <laughs> we've done it <laughs> Yeah, but he he really held up for me as a scary villain. I forgot how much I just loved his performance, though. Not even just scared or whatever, but mm-hmm. it's just he's just Christopher Lloyd is amazing. He's so over the top. Yeah. Speaking of, they just released this clip. I have no idea what's happening, but he he was. Uh, have you seen the Rick and Morty thing? I've heard about it. You haven't seen it I haven't yet? Watched it? No. It's really quick, but yeah. um, it's like him and the the kid from It. Yeah, um, and, and uh, knives out. Are they doing a yeah? Are they doing like a live action thing with them, or is this like a? Have you heard about this? Like, is this just like a promo? I I assumed it was just a yeah, promo of some like sort. But like the, do you know what Rick and Morty is based on? I don't really know anything about Rick and Morty. Okay, yeah. so Rick and Morty was based on a short by um, the essentially the same guys who did uh, who do Rick and Morty, mm-hmm. but it was called Doc and Marty, and it was like mm. this like hypersexual like. <laughs> animation that was put together between uh, the two of them and i don't remember exactly how it happened but eventually they moved over and like got greenlit to do a tv show they mm-hmm. wanted to do that i guess but they were like no, no that's yeah that's like back to the future no we can't, we can't like, fuck that. with that yeah, yeah, yeah. to that but you can create your own shit so they did and that's rick and morty that's why rick is he looks so similar to yeah yeah doc brown's character from that movie and i know people had talked about that for years i guess mm-hmm. nobody expected this like him Christopher Lloyd actually be a part of it or whatever mm-hmm. but I saw it and I was like that's a weird I don't know if it's like a promo I don't know if they're doing like a live action show like mm-hmm. I, I don't really know much about the show uh, so I wondered if you had known about it but yeah, um, yeah we'll have to watch that later it's mm-hmm. it's just cool to, to see both and apparently people are like they are perfect oh really that's yeah, awesome yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, for what it is so uh, since I'm not a viewer of that yeah I have to mm-hmm. get your opinion on it but yeah uh, but yeah anytime I see Christopher Lloyd like I was watching this movie Camp Nowhere recently Mm-hmm. Again, it's just like a movie I grew up with from 94. Um, and he he's just great in everything. Like, it's a stupid Literally, kid's movie, yeah. but he's fantastic at it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he really gives it his all for anything. He just seems like a genuinely good dude. He is yeah. incredible in the Adams Family movies. Oh, God. As Fester. Like, I didn't even realize it was him for years. Really? Yeah. I, he looks so different. Yeah. Uh, under all that makeup. And then he's fucking, he gives it his all mm-hmm. in those. Yeah. And to see him in this. And then be so, I don't know, so menacing. That that scene where they're fighting at the end in the factory. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, Bob Hoskins gets up on the machine. And then in the background, you just see Christopher Lloyd being raised up by that little, like, elevator thing. Yeah. And then he, like, flies over on the, like, zip line, essentially. Mm-hmm. And his cape is all kind of going over. Yeah. It's just all just very cool. Yeah. Um, and he really was what went for it. Yeah. So I really, he was one of my favorite parts of it, I think, re-watching it. Mm-hmm. it. And it totally fulfilled... The, the terror I had as a child yeah. uh, was also there. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I had nightmares. Something about the little, like, weird, like, tufts of hair on the yes. very top of his head. It's, it's not worst. like a most mohawk, but it's like, I don't know. It looks very, like, it, almost like baby hair yeah. in a way. Like, I can't Which describe it, but. weird to see on an adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. an adult human man yeah. with weird spiraling red and white curtain yeah. eyes. <laughs> it's just a way off-putting, yeah. like. It, yeah, I, I I forgot about the the twist with him being a tune mm. uh, when we watched it six years ago. Oh yeah, I knew right he was on. the villain, like obviously. Yeah, but I that's a fun it. reveal then. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I, it yeah. totally skipped my mind. But yeah, man, it was man. 
everything about this movie is fucking incredible and i like that i didn't what i didn't remember is i remembered his eyes and him doing the high-pitched voice Mm -hmm. because he's like talking about how he killed his brother he's like and i talk just like this yeah it's so creepy but I thought they were going to fully reveal his tune character. So did I, yeah. And they don't, and I like it. I'm glad they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever the cops arrive, they're like, oh, it was a mask or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, we, I guess we never really knew. Like, he wore those gloves a lot. He mm-hmm. wore that full body thing. Like, it might just be his head. I don't know if he has any other, like, skin mm-hmm. on his body, you know, quote, yeah. unquote. Uh, but I really liked that they kind of just did the eyes and the hair yeah. and the voice and it just like is so off-putting that way and then he can just be Christopher Lloyd. You know? have, have you ever seen Wreck-It Ralph? No, only okay. like parts of it, yeah. I won't say anything mm-hmm. because it's certainly worth watching. Um, for the Sonic cameo, if anything. Oh, there you go. Um, but there's a similar thing mm-hmm. that happens with the uh, the villain in, in that movie mm. But you do see, like, their full appearance. And it's not, like, a detriment to it. Mm-hmm. It does actually, like, connect the dots for you without, gotcha. like, just overtly stating it. But, yeah, like, I feel like Who Framed Roger Rabbit as a movie set forth a precedence of, like, how to approach doing a movie like this. You've got mm-hmm. the reveals. You've got, like, the cameo characters. Um, uh, especially in the, like, sequel to Wreck-It Ralph, there's a bunch of, like, cameos from different characters mm-hmm. that Disney also owns. Um, Star Wars and, and Disney princesses and Marvel characters. Right on, and yeah, yeah. Uh, all of that stuff. But man, there's something about this movie that is just like... I feel like you could show this to a child now and mm-hmm. it would still hold up. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. also you'd be like, your body's gonna feel different about Jessica <laughs> Rabbit. You know? Regardless of gender. Girls and boys. It's just, it's just gonna be... It's, it happens. It gets every single person. Yeah. You know? There's something about... Jessica Rabbit as yeah. a, a, a character that's just wow. Well, and I do know that I was gonna try to wind down soon because mm-hmm. your wife had threatened us uh, if we went past ten thirty and it is now eleven. That's okay. Uh, yeah, but we don't really care about her. But um, <laughs> we did specifically talk about last night uh, with Jessica Rabbit mm-hmm. if if tunes and humans could fuck because the whole premise is that they send a PI to go catch Jessica Rabbit with a human. Mm-hmm. And she's playing patty cake, which you only hear her at first uh-huh. and think they're doing like a patty cake sex game. And then it's like they're just playing patty cake. Yeah. And it's still as heartbreaking to Roger as anything else. Yeah. Um, but I was like, we were talking about like if that were possible. And then also Roger is a rabbit. So mm. he's fucking her too. You know, she even talks about mm. like he's great in bed. Oh, or yeah. Whatever, right? Yeah. Like, he fucks like a rabbit. For the end, yeah. Um, and then the Cool World trailer specifically mentions in the trailer like the number one rule is tunes and humans don't fuck Mm -hmm. so i know that movie goes really into it yeah but uh i just want to put that out there as a premise that Mm. you know do they do and in the roger rabbit world Mm. could they have fucked could bob hoskins with his pants down Mm -hmm. you know could he have done anything and uh one of the things we kind of got to last night was uh hand jobs Mm-hmm. Like, there's no there's no penetration then. Right. You know, mm-hmm. that should be okay. It'd be like that scene in Monster where Charlie's there. <laughs> she just feels sorry for that guy instead of killing him. She just, like, cranks him off real quick, you know? It'd be like that. Yeah, but a cartoon hand. Yeah, cartoon yeah, hand, yeah. yeah. Exactly. You don't, yeah honestly, you wouldn't even need to, like, show it. It would yeah. just be like you would see her, like, shoulder move yeah. over on Bob Hoskins. <laughs> Bob Hoskins in this movie, by the way, uh, I like his character a lot as well. Um, he's a flawed character, has yeah. a, a drinking he's problem. A yeah. And then at the end of the movie where he, like, 
pours out the alcohol, like his character changes and grows and all this stuff. Um, however, we have to note, there is a scene in the movie where Jessica shows up. He comes out of the bathroom, shirt off, <laughs> pants on, tie around the neck, though. And I'm like, wait, what's going on? And he's he's a he was he was a furry man. He's a furry man. Yeah. Rest in power, King. But he was he, he was a furball. I've he's not he's not with us anymore. No, no, I he forgot he passed that. like a few years ago. <sighs> man, mm-hmm. now I'm upset. <laughs> well, sorry, <laughs> sorry to break it to you live on air. <laughs> but yeah, it's one of those I forget about. You know, over uh-huh. time. Yeah, I, um, I believe man. the last movie 2014. He... Okay, so it's been a while. Wow. Um, he He's only 71. I heard the last movie he did was Super Mario Brothers, if I remember correctly. Oh, wow. I need to investigate. But, interesting. Uh, yeah, there were. Oh, he had Parkinson's. Fuck. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, it said he, he had retired. He was diagnosed with Parkinson's in 11. He retired from acting in 2012. Oh, okay. So I don't know if he was doing. Yeah, he did some stuff. He did? Okay. He Why was in Son of the Mask. He's Odin. Oh, Bob. <laughs> Bob Bob. Bob, 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 Oh, I remember he's in Made in Manhattan in twenty in two thousand two. Is that the J Lo starring? That's vehicle? the J Lo, uh, the J Lo movie, yeah, uh, with Ray Fiennes. Um, he's like a he does his English accent though. He's a like oh a, yeah. He's all he also works. He's like a butler. He works at the hotel or whatever. Oh, okay. Because um, he actually has a really sweet moment in that movie that I remember because it's just Bob Hoskins. And he's so sweet mm-hmm. where he talks about like. The dignity that somebody needs to maintain to serve other people mm-hmm. and don't look down on yourself, you know, because you're actually like giving yourself to help other people in their lives. Mm-hmm. It's very sweet for a really dumb fucking movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was in like things I don't really know. Okay. Uh, Garfield, The Tale of Two Kitties. He was a voice of Winston. Oh, wow. Maybe he's just making money. Wow. You know, yeah. good. Uh, and then he was in The Christmas Carol in 2009 that... Um, oh, the CGI. Yeah, the CGI Zemeckis one that yeah. Zemeckis did. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he was a voice in that as well. Is that but, uh, Jim Carrey? The Jim Carrey? Was it? Yes, where he's Scrooge. Scrooge yeah. yeah, just Scrooge, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, the last movie he did was uh, Snow White and the Huntsman. Um, but I've never seen that. So Is that with... Uh, that was 2012. Uh, uh, man. It's uh, like Kristen Stewart, okay. Charlie Theron, and Chris Hemsworth. That's crazy. Ray Winstone, Ian McShane... Nick Frost? What? There's a lot of people in that movie, man. Well, Snow, Frost. That yeah, makes sense. sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that was his last film. So yeah, he actually did stick around for a while. We just didn't know a lot of the stuff, I guess. Interesting. Okay. But, yeah. but wow. he is also dead. And that's wow. very upsetting. Damn. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> well, I'm heartbroken now because mm-hmm. my Hoskins is gone. Yeah. Hmm. But that's all right. He, his, he will live on in film. This is true. Yeah. You know? All the best movies. Yeah. A lot of people are saying yeah, all the best. Mm-hmm. All I'll the best be- to he and <laughs> Carfield. Tell us two kitties. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Anything else that you wanted to hit on? I know we don't have notes for it, but I'm trying uh, to remember if there's anything else. I'm sure there's a lot. I like. I feel like I could talk about this movie forever. It was just really fucking I loved great. it so much. It yeah. was, it was Highly recommend good. revisiting it. Yeah. Or watching it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Showing it to kids. Scarring them for life. <laughs> exactly, right? All great. Fuck it. Then get in a knife fight with your children. <laughs> yeah. Scar them for real. Uh, I saw some people who were like potentially going to be cast as Eddie Valiant. Bill uh, Murray was going to be one of them. Yeah. No one could get a hold of him because it He's a recluse, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then I, the thing I read online, I take this with a grain of salt, but like yeah. the thing I read online that he was like, they tried to reach out to him. He, they couldn't get a hold of him. So they went elsewhere. 
And then, like, as he, Bill Murray read this, he was, like, in a public place, he read this, and he, like, yelled out loud <laughs> because he would have loved to do the movie, yeah, you right. know? And then uh, I think something similar for, like, Eddie Murphy and mm-hmm. um, some other people, but I'm glad they the landed on... time, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad they landed on Bob Hoskins because I think I think he, he sells it more. I Like, yeah. he, he does, like, the gruff voice, the, yeah, the demeanor, schlubby. the accent. He does a, a great job of, like, keeping his eye line. That was a big thing oh, for yeah. animation. Crazy good. Because, like, when you would... He would like turn around. He'd be looking at Roger, turn around, walk away, and like annoyance. Turn back around, still have the same eye line looking at Roger, yeah. and it's just like one of those things you don't think about, but it's he did so well with if it. If that weren't the case, you would certainly notice it. Well, and it's funny because they talked about how they would do the animatronic stuff mm-hmm. to like make things move in the real world, and so they sometimes would have that. They also talked about how they would. Sh- I thought it was fascinating. They didn't just like practice mm-hmm. with like dummies that were the size of those car- cartoon characters. Like they would have a Roger. They would run through things, but they would also film them to show like a reference for the animators and stuff. And then yeah. they would film like a clean plate with mm-hmm. nobody there, the invisible rabbit. Yeah. And then they would animate that one. And I, the whole process again was just so fascinating. Um, but I thought too, like I was surprised because I've seen like in modern green screen movies, mm-hmm. they'll put like a tennis ball yeah. on top of a pole like a broomstick and like that's they can look at their eyeline there and I'm like they could have easily done that yeah. for this too but like they didn't and so he has to like like he talked about if you look at Roger or you, or you look at your hand and you're focusing on your hand 10 inches from your face and you move it away like mm. you your eyes just automatically go through that mm. and a lot of movies do such a bad job of not feeling like there's something there they're looking at but he fucking nails it yeah like you really feel like roger's right next to him mm-hmm. handcuffed to him and all that stuff oh my god the handcuff thing and he yeah. he did so well with that mm-hmm. um like there's so many other characters that have to do that as well in the movie mm-hmm. you know real life characters but he's like the linchpin if it doesn't work with him it doesn't work at all yeah and uh, it really sells the effect and yeah you know, fascinating that they didn't even try the tennis ball thing they just like uh, just look in the space and like, yeah he could like like you said like move away look away yeah. and look right back out there yeah crazy good i feel like if it were done now they would certainly have the tennis ball because they can go through and remove it yeah in cgi easy whereas like back then that wasn't necessarily the case yeah, yeah. it's some like rudimentary like cgi but it looked like the death leopard let's get rocked video with like a bunch of like cubes you know it's like uh not quite there but um man like the handcuff scene mm-hmm. i know we're trying to wrap it up but that handcuff yeah. scene is so funny like he they're handcuffed together there's like a whole thing like yeah. the weasels come into his apartment cause some shit and then like they go back behind the bar and he's like trying to saw it off or whatever roger is like holding the box steady he like removes his like hand from the handcuff <laughs> He's like, you could have done it the whole time. And he's like, no, only when it's funny. I'm like, oh, yeah. So there it are was perfect. There are rules yeah. for the thing. But like, yeah, and it fucking works. When he said that, well, yeah, I could the only when it's funny. Yeah. I was like, that is his character, man. Uh-huh. That was yeah. like the one line. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah, it really, they really just did a great job on all fronts mm-hmm. of making it like funny. And like they had live action good stuff. They had cartoon good stuff. Mm-hmm. Put them together. It's great stuff. Yeah. Really liked it. Super I also, enjoyed it. I also liked when Benny the Cab, he like has his tires fucked up by that, by the dip. Oh and yeah. So he's so to, sad. It is right. <laughs> and then like eventually Roger shows up and Eddie's busted ass car. Yeah. Benny, which is a cab, gets <laughs> yeah. into that car and like drives it off. Yeah. That's like comedic to me. I like, yeah. it. I like it quite a bit. I really like that too. Cause it made me think I was so sad whenever they poured the, the dip across the road and he yeah. like, went across it. I like actively was like, Oh, yeah, I know. Um, but then he gets in the car and he drives Roger there. And he like he, after he get Roger gets out, he says something about like 
like this is going to be hard or, or this is hard to do or whatever, like to drive a car as a car. But I was like, I wonder what's going to happen to his character after this. Mm. He can't drive anymore, but he is a cabbie. So mm. is he going to do that? Is he going to get in real cars? And he drive should, yeah. You know, like yeah. that's his life now. Like mm-hmm. he has a disability now. Yeah. You know, look, you know, public transportation was saved. Yeah. Right. That's true. So they need that. They need yeah. a cab. Who better to drive a cab than a cab? Yeah. It, it's perfect. It's not right there. There's so many parts mm-hmm. of this that are just really perfect. Mm-hmm. It's so good. So I wonder like this time in this universe, what, like, what does this look like? Were freeways ever done? Because like nobody had heard of a freeway mm-hmm. in this movie yeah, until yeah. he said it. It was like a nonsense word. They were like, freeway? What What this mean? What this? Who this? Yeah, right. Yeah, new like, word, who this? That's a weird thing. And yeah. they're all like, that sounds fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it is stupid. It, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, and I wonder too about the history of LA and again with that mm-hmm. uh, Chinatown movie and stuff because I don't remember all the details about how it is, but it also is a similar thing mm-hmm. about how like LA could have been, like they mentioned like Bob Hoskins is like, LA, nobody needs a car. LA has the best public tra- transportation in the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nobody thinks that. Like they yeah. have no public transportation at all and their freeways suck. Yeah. And they're so traffic heavy. They mm-hmm. talk about like how everybody would just be able to be free and no traffic. And I'm like yeah. living in Houston. I'm like, fuck that. Yeah. Like it is the, the such the wrong way decades past that we really should have never gone down and done these things. And it's like, what would that world look like now mm-hmm. if that had never come to fruition? Do you think Judge Doom's character was sitting in traffic one day? Is like somebody has to do something about this. <laughs> yeah. I'm that person. I'm, I'm going to step up. <laughs> yeah. He, like, pulls off to the... Like, he's sitting in traffic. He, like, pulls over to, like, get into a different lane. Mm-hmm. Kills Eddie Valiant's brother. Oh. You know. Maybe it's it's just all road rage. It's it's, it's all, all traffic road. related, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was... Uh, There's a lot of great things. I like that car, mm-hmm. the cabbie, a lot. Also yeah. voiced by the same dude who did Roger. Yeah, that's right. I was yeah. seeing that on there. Which is fun because there's a part where they, when he gets in there, he, they talk to each other. Mm-hmm. So it's like he has to do both of those back to each other. That's kind yeah. of fun. Um, so many great characters, so many great cameos. Just, just a lot of fun all around. Mm-hmm. I'm super glad I watched it. I, I hope to add this to my rotation in some sort. Oh, I'll yeah. watch it every few years at mm-hmm. least, uh, if not more often, because um, it was just really, really enjoyable. This, uh, to watch this seems like a movie where if it were to come on tv like no matter where mm. it was i would yeah. just like watch it from like, that point we're you good know? it's just like sucks you right in i also uh we mentioned this uh last night how come we don't see roger and more things mm-hmm. and i guess he's like the animation version of roger is owned by amblin or co-owned by amblin mm. and which is like steven spielberg's yeah, yeah. right he loves animation yeah. i'm surprised he's not in more stuff yeah but i think a lot of the stuff he works with or works toward is like Warner Brother related. Yeah. So, and he's like, I guess partially co-owned by Disney, like Roger is. Oh, yeah. So it's like, I, I wonder, wonder, yeah. yeah. I, like, it's confusing. I think it's like a rights issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it is wild to watch Disney Plus and see Bugs Bunny and Dabby Duck show up on yeah. the screen. That's one of those things, you know? Hey, you can do the things the other way around. You watch HBO mm-hmm. Max, watch Ghost Rider 1 and 2, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, the, the rights issues of, of years past mm-hmm. coming into come play. But yeah. I think, I wonder too, like we were talking about how did this even get made at the time, and it certainly mm-hmm. wouldn't today with all those characters and stuff. But yeah. I remember hearing about like Spielberg doing Ready Player One, and he has all these different characters from mm-hmm. all kinds of things. And it's kind of just like Spielberg is just like, such a big force in Hollywood that mm-hmm. they're like, well, we just let him do whatever he wants. Yeah. 
and then this, I feel like because he was involved, I feel like, and he was so big in the eighties, mm-hmm. uh, that they were like, yeah, well, yeah, you can have like, all, you can have Bugs Bunny, you can have Daffy Duck, mm-hmm. you can have Donald Duck, you could have Mickey, you can have everybody. Like yeah. everybody's just like, okay, yeah. we're all on board. Like, I would love to know more about that actual story of how that got together, but mm-hmm. it's so cool that it happened at all. I know. Right. You know, and I'm totally glad for it. So I know for Werner's to let them use their characters. So Bugs and, and Daffy in particular, they wanted them to have just as much screen time, which mm. is why they show up with Donald and Mickey, yeah. respectively. But That totally works, though. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. And I remember back in the day hearing that on that scene where Eddie's, like, in down, he's falling from that building. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, Mickey shows up, and then Bugs shows up. Mickey shows up first, but Bugs speaks first. Oh, yeah. And I think yeah. he, like, one of them has, like, the final line or whatever. Gotcha. And there was, like, a thing where it's, like, it's kind of like... Um, top lining on a movie poster i was gonna say where, yeah where it's like where they don't match up with that yeah where it's <laughs> yeah. like one the, the first build person their name is first even though they're like center of the poster or whatever yeah. but then like sometimes you have this thing where it's like the first person's name like they're listed first but their name is lower than the second person yeah. whose name is like above it it's so silly height, which is just like a weird thing but it, it's like bugs and mickey's agents got involved yeah you know, and they're like well he's got to speak first my god know? there'd be like so much fucking red tape at this point <laughs> yeah, i know like, right at the time this movie came out yeah. the animation industry was like almost non-existent like yeah disney didn't really have a hit at this point, they didn't mm-hmm. have. I don't think they had this the is, Little Mermaid at this point. I think, I think that was eighty nine. So okay, that's before the the Disney Renaissance. Yes, yeah, 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 for sure. So this movie really like put that back on the map yeah. and like recharged that because before that it was like the Great Mouse Detective and the Rescuers and like yeah mouse movies that were not Mickey Mouse essentially. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, Little, yeah, Little Mermaid was eighty nine. I remember in the the uh, documentary we watched that mm-hmm. animation director also was saying. Um, uh, Richard Williams. I want to keep mentioning his name because he was really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was saying that like he was so excited to do this because he it was gonna bring animation back on the map because mm-hmm. it had kind of done that and like people weren't paying as much attention to it and yeah, it definitely did. Like it was a huge juggernaut. I had forgotten or didn't realize until they mentioned on there too. It it was nominated for a bunch of Academy Awards and yeah. won three. Yeah, including best editing, uh-huh. uh, which it totally deserves. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. And like best effects, I can't remember all of them. It's like visual anymore. effects. Yeah. And then- uh, it was crazy, though. Most animated rabbits in a feature film. <laughs> yep, that's yeah. The, yeah. Uh-huh. It was a special award. Yeah, and they gave him a special award from something that animation director they were saying um, for it too. But it's mm-hmm. it was obviously like really cool. But uh, they got a special achievement award. Um, let's see. Oh, it was the first live action animation hybrid film to win multiple Academy Awards since Mary Poppins in '64. Which is another, yeah. I was trying to think of other movies that did that, you know, live yeah. action and animation. So I kept thinking Enchanted mm-hmm. uh, that came out, like, you know, a decade ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, Mary Poppins, you know, they had those scenes and stuff. Yeah. And it was always cool to see that. But mm-hmm. uh, this one, they really took it to new levels. Uh, best sound effects editing, best visual effects, best film editing. Uh, it was nominated for best art direction, cinematography, and sound. Wow. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we found out yesterday, too, this was a Dean Cundy uh, mm-hmm. He was a cinematographer on this. Yeah. Um, and uh, he was recently on our, our, our friend's Terror Table mm-hmm. episode. And I still need to listen to that one. Mm-hmm. Super excited. Uh, the more I realized about him, I'm like, he did, he was a cinematographer on so many things that I love from mm-hmm. my childhood and stuff. But uh, Well, knowing Mitch great. and the boys, I'm sure they did an extensive talk on <laughs> Roger Rabbit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It was just a lot of fun, man. I had a lot of fun. I'm really, I'm really glad that you were here for it. Yes, yeah. We watched it together and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was even better. 
and um, our wives both fell asleep at various mm-hmm. points yeah. um, as per usual. Yeah. Which is really nice. And um, that just left us you know, fine. to cuddle. It's so, fine. That's, it's fine. Great. We entertained our beards. It was, <laughs> exactly. it was all good. It's exactly how we planned Still it. Still stuck together. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. I, know, I don't know if it's like picking up on the mic, <laughs> yeah. but it's there. You can hear like a slight Velcro sound. Mm-hmm. That's been our beards the whole time. Yeah. Right up. Yeah. Uh, anything else for you? Yeah. We can just end it. I know. know. We have to, right? <laughs> Can't keep going. <laughs> Well, uh, as usual, you could rate review us on your favorite podcast app. All of our info to contact us is in the show notes uh, if you'd like to do that, mm. but please don't. Mm. Um, so we don't have to go check the email. Um, no. And I uh, hope everybody really enjoyed this movie. If you watched it again, I hope you enjoyed this podcast if you just listened to it. But certainly go watch that movie again if you haven't seen it in years. It totally holds up. Mm-hmm. It's on I Disney Plus. If yeah, you don't own easy it already. To find. Oh my God, so good. What's that dec- documentary, Behind the Ears? What? Well, watch it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's cool. Like, check out extras on Disney Plus, apparently. Yeah, I, I didn't know that was a thing, really. Yeah. Uh, but they had, like, multiple. They had, like, another short film with Roger mm-hmm. um, that looked cool. They had, like, the trailer and everything. And yeah. That documentary, which was, like, 30 minutes plus, and that was rad. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember last night, my wife was like, oh, it's 36 minutes, and then she just cuddled in more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went to sleep. Yeah, just peaced out <laughs> yeah. from existence. Yeah. Amazing. Well, very much fun to talk to you in person again, Brent. 100%. Awesome yes. times. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And let's talk later. Alan! <laughs>the raptor in Jurassic Park 3 I, okay we all know it's a dream raptor but sure. still it's still funny yeah do you think that raptor if it got like let's say it survives into dominion you know dinosaurs oh, yeah. dinosaurs are in the US at this point like eventually like yeah they're gonna be like wild but at a certain point they're, they're smart they can open doors uh-huh. mm-hmm. can they also open doors to employment smash cut to <laughs> this this dinosaur, this raptor is working in a body shop, and uh, they're like, oh, my God, got to get these bolts off. Um, can you hand me that wrench? And then the guy's like, what kind of wrench? Alan! <laughs> what are you, taking this muffler off? Are you building some furniture? Build, build Ikea there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got a bag of them, mm-hmm. all the same size. <laughs> they just <laughs> throw this Ziploc bag full of Allen wrenches to them, and then the raptor's just like clumsily like trying to pick this up yeah. with his hands, you know? Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. I do like that he would, you know, have employment though. That's nice. Yeah. Like maybe that's she. the end of. Oh, my mm-hmm. bad, my bad. Yeah. All dinosaurs are girls. We all know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be, yeah, really. Again, if they talked, mm-hmm. if it was a Planet of the Apes situation, but at the end of it, they're like, we're gonna coexist mm-hmm. this time. Yeah. You know, that's the movie I want to see. I think so. Yeah. What if it? There's an after credit scene. Okay. From Dominion. I'm already in. And it's like a dusty landscape, mm-hmm. and you hear like. A, like the the brushes and chiseling sound of someone digging out fossils. Okay. And it's 2,000, maybe 20,000 years in the future. Who mm-hmm. cares? And it's a bunch of dinosaurs with glasses on, and they're digging up human remains. Oh, my God. Uh. That would be awesome. <laughs> my thing is, after Jurassic World 3, uh-huh. right, completes the trilogy, where do they go next? They went from Jurassic Park. What's greater than a park? We all know. World. World. What's greater than the world? <laughs> Steven, what if the next trilogy... Oh, God. Jurassic Galaxy. What? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm calling it now. They create spaceships and start colonizing the universe. Uh huh. Holy shit. Yes. There's a series of characters in 
the Ninja Turtles comics and lore mm-hmm. called the Triceratons. They're just space. That's awesome. Triceratopses. Um, I believe they were on Earth, and then like aliens abducted them, experimented okay. on them, and then they were like brought back. Just yeah, essentially. Man. Um, but I think that's the way to go. Yeah. I think you put Vin Diesel in this movie. This of is course. this is where like Fast and Furious in space, dinosaurs now in space. Yeah, everything's in space. Everything's in space. Fast yeah. and Furious presents Jurassic, Jurassic. Galaxy <laughs> colon. Uh, <laughs> It's universal now. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. We're all family here. Yeah. <laughs> Jurassic Universe, I guess, is the better approach since it's Universal mm. Studios, yeah, you, you know? Yeah. 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 But I, I don't know. Jurassic Galaxy sounds... We'll, work it. we'll workshop it. Okay. They're yeah. Both, they're both cool. They're both yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, we really should have recorded this. Let's do it What? Now. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's... Okay, because mine, mine mm-hmm. used to always be like a single line. Yeah, and then you would send them and be like, "Oh man, that looks so cool and sounds so good." Really? Like, okay, yeah, for that's real. funny. I never random. Yeah, I never thought about it. Like, I always see yours in stereo. I'm like, uh-huh. I got to figure this out one day. And here we are, like 211 <laughs> episodes in. Yeah. I'm like, well, now's not the time. Eventually, I'll get there. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, she's just like, we'll, you, we'll make it work. Yeah, that's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. No. Like, no one cares about the wave patterns. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody else. No. I'm like, ooh, they're fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> like, Nobody it's two of those. them. Oh, it's my gosh. It's like a double-headed dildo of wave sounds. Mm. You know? Our favorite. Mm. <laughs> nice and toothy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't want to lose them. No. You want them to get stuck in there for a little bit. Yeah. It's like funsies. if you took, like, two combs and, mm-hmm. like, did the, like, the, are those bristles? I guess the teeth. Good lord, I just said it. <laughs> the teeth of two combs and just like put them at each other's oh, faces yeah. and then just like kind of like tried to mesh them together uh-huh. and just like rub them back and forth. Oh, yeah. That's how most fires happen. That's, mm-hmm. I didn't want to say it, but yeah, I can prove that. A lot of those like Hollywood people out there in California combing mm-hmm. their hair, sometimes they don't realize they've lost one comb in their hair already. Oh, wow. They try to comb a comb, essentially starts a fire. Not good. That's why they have so many fires. I could actually even see that their hair is just so stiff. From so much product mm-hmm. and if you do like the spikies you know like um late 90s mm-hmm. blonde tips yeah you put a comb in there mm-hmm. it's a fire hazard truly it's, i mean that's dangerous like if you're running through a forest uh-huh and your hair that's filled with this product sure catches all these leaves eventually it's going to like strike a match essentially mm-hmm. your head's gonna catch on fire this is where the legend of ghost rider comes from oh wow. we all know it well, I didn't, but comic books are Well, I mean, you know of exactly. Ghost Rider. I do know you of him. maybe didn't know the legend. I didn't. Yeah. Like, wow. Me, the Ghost Rider credits. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Don't watch the second movie. <laughs> Don't watch the first movie, honestly. I saw they were on... Wait, is it HBO Max? Yeah. At, at least Spirit of Vengeance is on oh, okay. there. Yeah. I thought, well, I think both of them are now, because there oh. was like a... Oh, good. You can watch them both. Back to back. <laughs> well, I, that's a, I thought that's probably how you did it. Cause oh. It was like uh, duos on there. So mm-hmm. it was like, I think like It and It Chapter 2 were on there. Maybe it's oh, like a whole okay. bunch of movies. Conjuring, mm-hmm. Conjuring 2, they like put a bunch together. And then it said like the Ghost Rider collection. And I was like, oh. Yeah. That's uh-huh. another one to avoid. That's that's a <laughs> uh, of equal quality to those other movies, yeah, I'd right. say. Yeah. They are all duos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've not seen that first Ghost Rider movie in such a long ass time. Yeah. And uh, probably for good reason. Mm-hmm. I have no desire to i'm just patiently waiting for marvel to just reboot it yeah and we'll just move on from the old ones 
Oh, that'd be interesting. It's again, it's like if Marvel got their hands on it, like Spider Man, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh, I actually like Spider Man now. Yeah. You know, again. Yeah. Like, rather, after Amazing Spider Man, which didn't really thrill me. Yeah. Didn't tickle my bits. You know. You didn't watch the second one. I've never seen the second one. What if the second Amazing Spider Man movie becomes pivotal? <laughs> To the MCU like, Spider-Man it. movie. I'm gonna go watch all those. What? Guys. I'm missing out on Electro and his whole thing. Ugh. I I mean, obviously that might be important. Is that the second one? Yeah. So I've seen clips of it at least because I've I've seen him. He yeah. he starts off as kind of like the um, like uh, Iron Man three Guy Pierce like yes, kind of like yeah, nerdy like, look, but mm-hmm. it's like uh, they're fucking really attractive actors. Like, yeah. like mm-hmm. <laughs> some of the best in Hollywood, and they're like, well, they have glasses now and buck teeth. You, you know? can't be attractive. <laughs> yeah. We've seen she's all that. Am yeah. I right? We all know how it works. Ponytail, mm-hmm. paint covered overalls. Ugh. Ugh, yeah, yeah, disgusting. But uh, yeah, I wonder. It's important watching. I mean. I saw also on HBO Max that all the Batman movies are on there, which I wanted to revisit someday. Oh, all yeah. of them, right? Mm-hmm. Leading up to like Nolan's and stuff, and then mm-hmm. eventually, I guess I, I've heard there's a movie called The Batman. It might come out some year. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, um, very excited about it someday. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, watching all of those. But then I also thought, especially because of you know them bringing all the Spider Man, like at least villains, whatever it's mm-hmm. going to be with this new movie. And then, like, everybody online has, like, upped the discourse again about how Spider-Man 2 is the best superhero movie of all time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I used to agree with that. But mm-hmm. then I watched it again. And it's yeah. not my favorite anymore. Man, it could not hold my attention. Yeah, right. I understand that, like, yeah. I think uh, David and Andy over at Erie, mm-hmm. they say that's, like, not only the best Spider-Man movie, but maybe the best superhero movie. Maybe I'm putting yeah. words in their mouths. But yeah. that's fine. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. I'll do whatever. That's, like, the least offensive thing I could probably say. <laughs> So they can just accept it. But, uh, yeah, I just, I, I can't get into it. But mm-hmm. I think they also are big fans of uh, Sam Raimi oh, yeah. as well. And I'm only like a mediocre fan of Sam Raimi. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I'm very curious how this new Doctor Strange movie that he's directing will turn out. But I am actually very excited about that, though, really? because okay. of the way that it, it's, it's like a, what is it, the something of madness or something like that? It's like multiverse of madness? Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. That seems to fit his shtick a lot i Mm -hmm. guess so i feel like that'd be good although i liked the first one a lot and i thought that Mm -hmm. team bringing back would have been really cool but um yeah it'll be interesting it makes me want to revisit those spider-man movies though and then be like now it's been a few years again since Mm -hmm. i've seen spider-man 2 specifically and like what do i think of this yeah maybe you give yourself some greater distance from Mm -hmm. it and then upon a re-revisit yeah we were like i turned around yeah yeah (laughs) Well, it was like, there's something we were talking to Mitch about that I was, oh, like, I know what you did last summer. I was like, every few years, I'm like, this movie is really bad and dumb. I don't know why I keep watching. Yeah. And like three years later, I watch it again. I'm like, God damn it. I like this movie a whole lot. <laughs> it's like yeah. this roller coaster every time, like yeah. every few years that I watch it, uh, which I watch it more often than that. But every few years, it kind of changed the tide. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. But maybe there's something there with Spider-Man. Maybe I'll... And maybe this is, again, like, especially with Amazing Spider-Man, mm-hmm. maybe the new one will change my mind on some of that once I see it. I don't know. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Um, again, the actors, the lead actors, Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone, are not the problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they're, they're good. Yeah. Uh, Sally Field is great. Um, Sally Field is in that she's movie? Aunt May. She's Aunt May. She's Aunt May, yeah. I love Sally Field. She's really good. I like her a lot. But, Man, that's an interesting choice, yeah. Yeah, it's like everything that happens around those characters that's just yeah. like, what, oh, where, huh, is this? Have you, 
Sony, have you seen movies? <laughs> have you heard of them? <laughs> What's happening? It seems like you've been in a room that a movie farted in, and you smelled the fart, mm-hmm. and you're like, I can make a movie. Mm-hmm. And that's not really good enough. You're in there just tasting that fart like a lizard. <laughs> <laughs> Synthesizing in your brain mm-hmm. what it made it. Yeah. What made it. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. This is good. Yeah. Hey, yeah. we can make some shit and fart it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We can do this. We can do this. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I wish a lot of this conversation was actually in the show. I hope people stick around for this, but... Um, it's not, but yeah, exactly. it's at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. people will listen to that, too. Probably not. Did any stink words come to you? Uh, uh, wait, did you say stink words? Maybe. Can stink words be? <laughs> yes, I think okay. it should be. Yeah. <laughs> I love how you're, when I can't think of anything at all, your brain just latches on to something. I'm like, oh my god, that was great. It's just, uh, that's where I was going with mm-hmm. it. All that's right. perfect. So okay. we'll... Sync with stink words oh. on three. Excellent. You know what? We don't need to sync. We don't. We don't need to do this. We don't need to do this. We do it out of commitment. Yeah, to, to our the... craft. <laughs> Can't even say it without. Yeah, laughing. I know. All right. So stink words on three. <clears throat> okay. One, two, three. Stink words. Stink words. Oh, oh I was it, off. You were. You I hope that comes out well in the edit. <laughs> Yeah, I love there's not even two tracks. No. Why would there be? There's no. not even two. Hmm. Actually, you know what? If if we can hold, please, for a second. Oh, please. I've got this other thing. I please. Uh, Brent. I just... You locked that one, so I couldn't come I, in. I don't. That's I didn't smart. lock it. I didn't do shit. Don't blame me. <laughs> Brent. Brent is attempting to go into the restroom. Uh, the bathroom, if you will. I don't know what he's getting in there. It's scary to me. But exciting, you know, it's like sometimes it just feels right. It just feels right. Here's Johnny, you know what I'm saying? L P A N.